Happy Valentine's Day and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Daniel and joining alongside me are my Valentines, Anthony. Hello. And Shabazz. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. It's nice. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. What do you guys got planned for Valentine's Day? Um, you know, I'm just going to make some food for okay. the pieces. Yep. And hang out and might might go skiing might go skiing yeah Ooh. so she might be here next week or might or he not. might not Wait, be why? here next what? week do they got people, people down when they ski, ski now they either break their legs or mm, they, their neck i've skied before <laughs> and i was fine yeah, yeah. breaking were you going downhill skiing or cross-country no, skiing? uphill Oh, <laughs> you're doing uphill skiing. <laughs> you know, you know, no, that's, that's, it's a lot of work. That's expert it's mode. It's a lot of that's work. That's a lot harder. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you don't get far. No, you honest. do not. You yeah, do not. Mostly you keep going back. <laughs> you just Then it turns into downhill skiing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what else are we doing? What are you up to, Anthony? I'm not celebrating the commercialization of love. No, this fucking loser again. Oh, the commercialization of love. Yeah. What what else? What else do you got to protest over here? That's it. That's gas just, prices. Gas prices. It's a small house sign. If gas, gas prices, house gas, prices, and the commercialization of love. If gas prices were lower, would you celebrate Valentine's Day? No. Okay. Well, that's fine. I wanted to ask you guys. You know, before we get to the rest of the the rest of the the normal stuff that we talk about on the show, I want like this is the movie podcast. We talk right. about all types of movies. We do. But I wanted to talk to you guys about like romantic comedies and romance movies and movies about love and i this this is actually inspired by our friend of the shows the girl now what podcast last year they spoke about you know how do movies form our perception of love and i wanted to i was curious for you guys like we there's lots of romantic comedies that we love watching right and there's just even just normal you know disney movies growing up or prince charming and Cinderella and things like that. Like, how do how do you think those kind of form how we see love today? And Shay, I'll get you to start us off. You know, a lot of those movies, yes, the the perception of you know that a man has to save a woman, and the woman is always a damsel in distress in her own way. What was such a was such a common theme that you know people couldn't function without a loved one. Now, at the end of the day, love is what makes the world kind of go round. You know, like we think about it in the sense that like it makes us happy. You know, we do things based on happiness, what makes us happy, what makes us feel good. And typically, I'd say for a lot of people, some form of love, whether it's romantic or not. Or self-love. Or self-love, yeah. you know, exactly. It's what propels us to move forward. So movies, really, really, when we were growing up and, and when we were younger, they, they made it very... Just surface level. Like, I think it was very black and white. Very, very black or white. Very exactly. basic. Like just super straightforward. Find somebody you love and then yeah. you'll man be loves with them. Woman, woman Everything will doesn't be all love right. man. Yeah. Man loves woman. Woman doesn't love man. Has to Man has to convince woman to love her. Right. I love him. Sorry. Um, but I but I do like nowadays, you know, there, there are certain movies that kind of come to my mind that I like that they put a little spin on the genre. Sure. I look at movies like Crazy Stupid Love, for example, which we're not only did... You know, it, it still took that same idea of, you know, man loves woman, the woman doesn't love man, but it gave you other aspects of it. It gave you other storylines, gave you twists, gave you fun. It didn't it didn't bog down too much, I think, on the romance part of it. it or the it was, pursuit of the other the pursuit of, of the other it, being, right? right? So, yeah. So things like that to me are what always kind of stand out. Um, you know, I, I think of for myself too, I think one of the first movies that I remember seeing that really was different from the romantic comedies that I've saw in like the nineties or the early two thousands is look at a movie like 500 days of summer 
right? Where so much of that movie is, yes, like Easily. guy loves girl, but yeah. also here is the different stages of the relationship. Here is that not everything is great. And here's a movie that he could be infatuated with this girl. And did he, did he really love her or did he, or was he more just kind of obsessive of the idea of her? And then they don't end up together. Yeah. And then the whole like reality versus like perception versus reality bit, I think stands out too. Yeah. And I think what's so great about that is that you could see a relationship where it's like, yeah, where I think both people in there want different things. And in the end, you could have different things, but not have it with each other. And that's a very similar thing with La La Land, right? Yeah. They both get what they want at the end, but it, but to get what they want, it can't be with the other person. You're right. 500 right? Days of Summer really was one of the first films that it felt like started to break that mold. You yeah. know, really was really going in a different territory. Anthony, how about yourself? But like you, you, you look at these romantic comedies from the 90s mm-hmm. and just like where people, what people were thinking at that time and like how relationships have evolved to now it's it's a different take like mm-hmm. in during that time period we'll say 80s and 90s the divorce rate wasn't as high as it was now right so a lot of the stories that you're getting now is are giving you a different view of what romance is or what an actual relationship means in that uh, today's age right you know that you find you're seeing mixed your families you're seeing divorced families yes. you're seeing a lot of you're that seeing now. like people are not meant to they're in a relationship they love each other but maybe there's one thing that's off that that other person can't does doesn't need in their life and right it's very complicated now it's not surface level like it was in the past like right. I, I feel like relationships back in time were very surface level like you're a man i'm a woman that's it's, it <laughs> well you made sound like a caveman voice you too you're like, you man was, i am woman it, yeah it had this like caveman aesthetic yeah. i go to work you woman stay says home, woman yeah. yeah and then you know that's it. But now it's so much more complicated. Yeah. So. I meant to say, I think blended families, not mixed families. I think mixed no, families. blended is, is still good. Is blended and mixed the same? Like yeah, it's yeah, a mixed yeah. family, they, blended they still, family? They still call them blended, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is interesting. Because like, it was that Adam terminology. Sandler, Drew Barrymore movie, remember? Blended. blended. blended they're yeah. both still two white people, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess like the families, like cheaper by the, not cheaper by the dozen, sorry. Uh, yours, mine, and ours. Yours, mine, and ours. Yours, mine, and ours. Squared. Uh Do you guys have a favorite romantic comedy? I mean, if you look at the classics, um, You've Got Mail is, is one definitely, the, for me definitely too. up there. It's one of my um, favorite movies of all time. It, it, it definitely yeah. is. It's it's uh, a movie I watched a lot growing up with my mom. Um, but I think a movie that I put on a lot nowadays is Crazy Stupid Love that I talked about. I, yeah. I really love 500 Days of Summer. Uh, the Big Sick, I think, also is one of those films that didn't just stick to the traditional outline of what a romantic comedy should be. Um, but yeah, I, I think if, if, if I were to kind of give you a more modern one, it'd probably be crazy, stupid love. And then for the old school, I'd say, yeah, probably, uh, you've got mail. Maybe mm-hmm. it's crazy that crazy, stupid love now is how turning how old is the 10 years old, 11 10? years old. Wow. It's 2011 film, I believe 2011. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's already 10. It's already 10. So yeah. It's going to be 11 years. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Anthony? Any, uh, any favorite romantic comedies? I'm not the one who would go back to romantic comedies and just rewatch them. Just one and done. It's one and done type of thing. But growing up, like Tin Cup was a big one. Tin mm-hmm. Cup, uh, really. Yeah. Forces of Nature yep. with Sandra Bullock and and Ben Affleck and uh, Forces of Nature. That I always remember seeing that poster at Blockbuster with them like in the rain and Ben Affleck's just kind of just like like this slopped over like that. Yeah. I re- I remember seeing like the standee for that. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman was a complex story because it's a complex story. She's yeah. A midnight ballerina, or not, we'll say a midnight miss, a lady of the night. Uh, yeah, a go, midnight sorry. ballerina. Yeah, a midnight ballerina is, midnight a ballerina? is that a is that a term? That I've never heard. Ballerina is a stripper. 
Is it really? Oh yeah, that makes there, sense. There goes the show. that's. A, I'm like that's a cool Lady, ass Lady name. Lady of though. the Night. Lady of the Night. Lady of the Night. Then finds Prince Charming, and it's just like you wouldn't expect it yeah. to be. This is this is what her life becomes. So right. I guess that would be a more complex storyline for romantic comedy. But then you have like the American Pie. It is romantic comedy because yep. it is about romance and sex and all that stuff. So yeah, for sure. About growing up. There's there's um, a, there's a lot of just comedies that fall into that as well too like i think yeah. recently too like palm springs yeah is it's a comedy i don't think of it as a i think when i think of traditionally romantic comedies it's like the jennifer lopez films like made in manhattan <laughs> yeah um uh, oh my god what's the How other was one? The guy in 10 days How, yeah uh the matthew mcconaughey Gigi. movies what not Julie? no nah, no one thinks of Julie. What? oh my why can't i think of it now it's made in manhattan and the wedding planner wedding, wedding, oh, wedding the wedding planner. Planner. monster yeah. in law monster in law yeah. yeah fun movies though but really then you fun have movies. like like action romantic comedies like night and day <laughs> out, out night and day night out and of day. sight yeah. uh, the sight. mask yeah yeah and then you have like Notting hill which these are they're 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 traditional right uh, insomnia you know of course insomnia uh, yeah. batman, <laughs> batman yeah. dark knight rachel yeah rachel. rachel wow i yeah. feel bad for audience there. me too uh but yeah i mean it, i think it's interesting because so much as like we think about movies defining us growing up in other ways, like just our idea of what a relationship looks like, what love looks like. I think subconsciously movies do that to us without us mm-hmm. even realizing it. Right. We see, we see even shows yeah. growing up and we're just like, Oh, Zach and Kelly, like it's going to be an off again, on again, off again type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I like for myself, Smallville, it's like, like the whole thing of like, just he's growing up and a whole like being relationships and he'll, he will love somebody and then they don't love each other. It's like that like you see that and that's like a constant in every show. Yeah. Right. A, a recent one that I, I really liked actually was, uh, was long shot. Long shot. Yeah. Seth Rogen Great and one. Charlize Theron. Uh, was it Steven Soderbergh who said that he didn't like superhero movies recently because yeah, they don't so. fuck. They don't fuck. Yeah. They don't fuck. Yeah. Don't fuck. I mean, yeah. He, didn't say he, he hasn't didn't watched like it. Eternals. He said, you haven't watched Eternals, the boys, you know? Oh, what? Did he oh, say the boys? <laughs> The show, The Boys. Oh, yes. Yeah. He said that superhero movies should have more. They should have more, yeah. Because they're strictly, like, you you have to kind of ground them in that sense, too. It's like they're always out being superheroes. Yeah. Like they don't have lives. Like, I'm pretty sure they're yeah, I don't need to see everything. I don't need to see them having sex. I don't need to see them No, but like, shit. Are we going to it see... It puts them in a different perspective. Like, uh, as a, they, they are because, human characters, right? Because we saw it in Eternals, and people were like, oh, I don't want a sex scene in... A superhero film but yeah they have sex like they have sex i know they, they were they were they were Captain thousands America of years ate, old already Captain america point. had to go back in time and have sex that's what he, he did he was a fucking you don't think captain america was having sex after he came no. he came out of the, fro- the frozen ice no. No. no really no it was too Dude, much shrinkage because of the cold did he have um he probably yeah. didn't have any more like that was like 90 yeah. years in the ice no. or 70 he years was in the too ice. focused on Saving the world. Saving the world. Being yeah. I get it. In America. Hey, he wasn't using his dick. He was using his brain. Okay, yeah, I get there it. You go. And his muscles. No. Different muscles to use. Meet the Parents. Another great romantic comedy. It is. It One of my favorite movies of all time as well. Easily. Fantastic movie. True romance. Romantic. True ro- I, I, very different. Natural Born Killers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Man, remember Natural Born Killers and you were just like, this movie you should not watch. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, these guys are just a bunch of serial killers. Mm-hmm. The poster used to scare them. me too. The poster is scary. Yeah. Woody Harrelson with the, the bald head, rose, the... rose-colored glasses. Yeah. I have rose-colored glasses. You do. I've you seen just... you, and I've, I think I, I told you that you look like you're from the Natural Born Killers yeah. poster. What the red circle ones you wear? The Daredevil ones you wear yeah. sometimes? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the one that was, I think is on his Twitter profile. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's either oh, natural born. Ki- it's all natural born killers, or it's Daredevil. Yeah, <laughs> so I do we, not like natural born Daredevil killers. Everyone. Well, we, I hope there's nobody out there who's like, oh, I fucking love serial killers. Yeah, finally a podcast Dude, for me. There, there's a podcast. There's probably a podcast where they romanticize serial killers. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. There's a podcast. They probably for get more ads than us. <laughs> Uh, speaking of podcasts, as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. Uh, within our show notes, you could also see Anthony's Twitter URL, and then you could go check out his uh, picture, and you judge for yourself. Yeah. Let us know. What do you think? Serial killer or daredevil? Yeah. What's the difference? What's the difference? Uh, some quick announcements before we get to the news this week. Uh, we have a great episode that came out on the movie podcast last week. We had our comedy idol and hero, Colin Mockery, join us on the show. Uh, Shane and I got to talk to him last week. We had a great conversation. Definitely go listen to that. We'll be dropping a lot more clips on social media this week. So look out for those too, because those are a lot of fun. And you just see Shane and I just kind of beaming throughout um, mm. our discussion. Uh, any highlights from that ep- that episode still, Shay? Um, You know, the fact that he looked at us, I think was the, yeah, was that the biggest he, highlight. Daniel he, Chavez, he, he knows us. Yeah. And then he wait. there's a moment in the beginning that we obviously cut out where we're a little... We're waiting to start the interview because we didn't know that it started already. Yeah. It's just kind of quiet. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, yes. yes. Colin Mockery. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then at the end, we're, we're like, well, we ended the interview and we're just like, okay. And usually we just get kicked out of the room. Yeah. We're just sitting there. And then Colin's like, well, this is awkward. Yeah, like, yeah this, is, this is the weird part okay. of the interview. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Colin. Do you want to hang out sometime? Yeah, take care, Mox. Yeah. We call him, Mox. Yeah. You call him Mox, C-Mox. Right? C-Mox. Yeah. Uh, some new reviews we have out this week on the movie podcast feed. Jackass Forever, another great romantic comedy. Uh, and we also have our mega review, which uh, title pending of what we're going to end up calling this episode. But uh, it's a mega review where we talk about Marry Me, Blacklight, I Want You Back, and Death on the Nile. So definitely go check out our review of those. Now, uh, this week, we are finally watching Uncharted. So Uncharted is out now in the UK. Um, seeing some reviews for it, but if you're waiting for the, the the review that you've been waiting for is the movie podcast review. And that will be out on Tuesday. You could hear us talk about that. Uh, we'll also be watching Dog this week, the Channing Tatum directed and starring film. And Proud Family is out this week on Disney+. And it is, uh, we're going to have a review for it later this week. Is it out this week? Now I'm just like, is it out this week? Or am I... Because if it was coming out, it would be on Wednesday. I saw a trailer for it for, during the Olympics. So it's coming out th- It's coming out this week or next week. Regardless, our review will be coming out this week. Yeah. So you can look for our review of the Proud Family, the, the relaunch of the show uh, this week on the feed. Uh, and of course, the big discussion this week on the Wii podcast, which we're about to get into, Oscar nominations. And then later in the show, we will be talking about super bowl trailers all the trailers we're getting from the super bowl uh before we jump into the news do we have a, a date on the proud family show i'm looking it up still okay but uh you, you can continue and i'll, I'll just shut it out you shout it out okay let's get into the news we good we got it we got it as i said this week we did get the 94th oscar nominations dropped so they were announced earlier this week uh, and let's just get right into it. We will be having uh, an Oscar show. Short. Sorry, Shay, you got it? It's the 23rd, so 10 days. Okay, so our reviews this week, show's coming out next week. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, going back to the Oscars. Uh, we will be doing an Oscar prediction show. We'll be doing that closer to the Oscars themselves. So look forward to that in March is when the Oscars are happening. Yeah, right? end, end of, of March. March. Yeah. So look forward to that. So, But we will talk about our thoughts on the Oscar nominations this year. We're going to go quickly through the big categories this year. So the the acting and the screenplay and obviously best picture and things like that will go to. Uh, but if you want like our thoughts on and lo- long discussion on everything in this category... Look forward to our predictions episode in the next, uh, I guess, next month or so. Uh, so let's get things started off with actor in a leading role. Uh, we have Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, Will Smith and King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. How are we feeling about this category? Um, you know, it, I'm surprised Javier Bardem got nominated because I feel like when I heard, I haven't watched Being the Ricardos yet, but anything I've heard about this film so far didn't really insinuate that Javier Bardem did a fantastic job or that this movie was even that good. Right. So yeah. I'm a little, little surprised by that. Uh, I'm here for Andrew Garfield. I think, you know, I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, and I think he was fantastic in that. But uh, Will Smith for King Richard makes sense because, again, that seemed like that's what he was trying to go for. Yeah. And you can't have the Oscars without some sort of a Shakespearean film. So Denzel being nominated makes sense. And Denzel and Will were nominated in the same category, was it 10 years ago now? Or sorry, uh, 20 years ago? More than, yeah. Like in it was, for, was it glory. like in the beginning? Like when he was it like color purple and what did you do, Mumbai Masala? No, no. The, when uh, in the year Will Smith was nominated for Muhammad Ali, I think Denzel was nominated for something too. I don't know what I forget. The I movie. thought it was like past that. I we can definitely. Like, I'll definitely look it up. You guys can continue. Yeah, chatting. Um, but what, Denzel, two thousand five Oscars. Beating? Is it maybe? Yeah. Uh, Denzel. Oh, sorry. Den- yeah, Denzel being um, nominated for his. Seventh, 10th 10th highest uh Beating nominated his own record yeah which is now the highest the most uh, nominated black actor in history exactly so that's pretty cool um yeah i'm like i've i haven't seen i haven't i've watched tragedy Macbeth. i tried to watch it but again it wasn't my cup of tea of film yeah uh, i did really well in it. it it not a lot of these performances this year i would say are the strongest um, there's no clear i think winner here yeah so i can't say oh that that that, that guy's gonna win it's it's all up for grabs at this point it is i think anyone could win in this category for me personally i would love to see will smith take it or andrew garfield because i think andrew garfield 2021 belonged to andrew garfield's in mm-hmm. terms of acting like and, he was in everything yeah he was so good last year so it was um it was for ali and and training day which that's 2002 it. yeah there we yeah. go yeah. Uh, actor in a supporting role, we have Syrian Hins for Belfast, Troy Kutzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Schmidt McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Another nomination for Being the Ricardos here, and from the discussion, and I've seen, I, I haven't finished Being the Ricardos yet. J.K. Simmons is always great in movies, but his performance isn't really anything like that. I was like, wow, this needs to be nominated. It was just kind of like, oh, J.K. Simmons is in this movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I, for me here on this one, I, I would love to give it to Troy Kutzer for Coda. I think he was delightable. I think he... Delightable. Delightable. It's not even a word, but I'm, I'm throwing it out there for now. You made it for him. Uh, I made it for him. And it just... It was... It was such a human role. I, I think back to the scene of him with his daughter on the truck. Yep. And, you know, it felt so genuine. It felt so genuine. I felt like acting... Uh, with a disability as well is is such a power. Yep. 
and to get so much emotion across without Same saying word. anything you know what i mean so mm-hmm. uh phenomenal phenomenal performance i'd love to see him take it as well uh any thoughts on this category anthony again i think it's all up for grabs i i can't really there's not one performance here that was really strong for me to be like yeah that's the shoot like i remember troy's um character in code but i was like a year ago like i haven't a watched year it. ago yeah i haven't watched Co- it again um and Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith McPhee, which I watched Power Dog a couple of months ago, mm. wasn't that much of a standout for me to be like, yeah, right. they should be nominated. I didn't even think they should be nominated. I didn't think so either. <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's it's a weird year for the Oscars because I think they didn't have a lot of films to pick from, so they're picking these characters. But again, these are they're not the strongest performances that are so memorable that you're gonna remember them. 20, 10, 20 months. Right. 10 20, months. Maybe not even 20 months from now. Yeah. Who knows? I don't think you'll remember them, yeah. Uh, actress in the leading role, we had Jessica Chastain for Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I was surprised to see. Also surprised, yeah. Um, because, again, her performance is great in the film, but it was also one of those movies that we didn't really see get nominated much outside of right. anywhere. Performances, really. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and then Making Us Wait the final announcement we did get Kristen Stewart nominated for Spencer do you, do you think it's because it's Aaron Sorkin that they had to just nominate I, I think and I think Ricardo's just, I don't think so because it's Nicole was, Kidman it's Javier Bardem it's Aaron Sorkin he wasn't nominated at all like he was nominated yeah. for director or best picture or writing so That's I true. don't know if it's, yeah, it's, it's them just as, interesting. as actors or like oh Nicole Kidman's in this year's He's, she's in somewhat of a good. I haven't watched Ricardo, so I, I'm what I'm hearing. Yeah. She's in somewat of a good movie. Let's put her there. I just feel like I didn't hear anything about their performance. No, like, I didn't hear a single the, thing. The movie kind of came and went, yeah. right? Uh, actress in the leading role. Sorry, we just did that. Actress in a supporting role. I apologize. Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Judy Dench, sorry, Dame Judy Dench for Belfast. Kristen Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anjanu Ellis for King Richard. Um. That was a surprise nomination for me yeah. this year. I, I did not expect to see her for King Richard. She was great in the film. I, fantastic. Um, I All the power to uh, Ariana DeBose for this one because I think she was phenomenal as Anita. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I think she was so good in that movie. Um, you know, if it doesn't go to her, then I would love for Anjanou Ellis to get something because she was so good in King Richard as well. And Jesse Buckley, who plays a lost, uh, it was in The Lost Daughter, plays the younger version of Olivia Coleman's character, right? That is correct, yeah. And that, we haven't seen, I, I don't know if we've seen it recently, but I know I the Titanic. Godfather did that as well. Godfather as well, too, with uh, um, Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando, obviously, but the same year, that it was like a different year yeah, when that yeah, happened, was, right? Yeah. So now we're seeing, I, I think the Titanic had happened with, uh, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on her name right now? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, yeah. And uh, old woman who threw the Jewel diamonds. off the sea, yeah. Oh, yeah, that bitch. She's not, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be between and Judy Dench is is the surprise nomination for 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 Belfast. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched Belfast, but is she in it a lot? Like she's not in it a lot. She's great in it, but again, she's Judy Dench. She's always good, but it's not a lot of screen time. I did like she just has to show up. She just has to show up. That's it to class up the whole movie. She's just there. I did like Kristen Stewart, uh, Kristen Stewart, Kristen Dunst in The Power of the Dog. Yeah. And I also love uh, Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter. They Their performances were really strong and complicated women. So yeah. that's that was really well done on their part. Uh, I'm going to go to animated feature film, and then we're just going to start looking at director and then the best picture. Because again, the, the rest of the... Uh, and then if there's any other category you guys want to talk about, obviously we'll do it. 
Uh, but we're going to really dive into each category and our thoughts closer to the Oscars. Uh, animated film, we have Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machine, and Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, it's great seeing Flea here. Mm-hmm. It was very, I was very happy to see Really nice seeing Nominated Flea here. Nominated for three awards. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. Very Really cool. nice seeing Flea here. Um, again, I think The Mitchells vs. the Machine, shout out to Mike Rionda for being on our show. He's an Oscar-nominated director yeah. now. Yeah. You know, he was on our show. He was on our show. He was on our show. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, but we, no, we it, discovered him, I think. I, <laughs> we put, it was, I think the Academy members listened to our interview. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yes, this Mike Rianda fellow. This, this gentleman was on the movie uh, podcast. He should be, uh, he should be recognized. I don't know why they talk. I don't know that. why. Uh, cinematography. Uh, I'm surprised. Again, I'm surprised and not surprised for the amount of times we're seeing the power of the dog this year. It's in categories I didn't even expected to be in yeah like, and not that it's like, not deserving but it's just also like it's nothing like best musical like really <laughs> is that even a category no uh again um, like you could you could accuse us of being like oh we are marvel shills or we're disney shills like no it just we saw the power of the dog at tiff and we we're like yeah okay yeah i i think i literally when that we finished i was like all right cool what's the next movie like, yeah i it didn't and i you know what i don't think we're also marvel shills i mean i get again i'm just i'm saying this because I'm myself, but I like movies that are fun and are entertaining and give me a good time. The Power Dog is is a great film, probably for some people. But it's boring. Like it was slow. Like it it yeah. didn't do anything for me. But you know, we see these takes sometimes online where it's like Power of the Dog is the most dramatic, intense film I've seen. I'm like, I did. I I just I, didn't. I didn't feel that. I and I'm that. glad you got it from that. I'm glad good you for like, you. I'm glad people like this movie. Yeah. I'm so happy for people. But then when people shit on other people, like if you don't like the Power of the Dog, then you don't know film. Go and fuck yourself. There you is go. What I think. That's that's the quote. That's yeah. the pull quote. Oh uh, yeah, I mean you again as as we always said like you could like something yeah. without attacking other things. 100%. You loving the power of the dog doesn't mean you have to say fuck Spider-Man No Way Home. It does it, it You know what I mean? Like you don't have same, you don't have to do that. You have to say it. You They're different movies. Avoid the sentence if you can. I think they're just putting that in a, a world where they want it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? They have like, to, like oh like how could you like this right? power of the dog is forever and Spider-Man's only for now. I'm like yeah but no, power who, of the dog will be forgotten. Who who's what movie made what movie made people show up last yeah. year? Spider Man. Yeah. No, yeah, and I did. It did. Power of the Dog even do that well on Netflix? Uh, I remember it got leaked. Remember from Tim? yes, it I got, got leaked. leaked yeah, uh, and it went. It, it's in the Netflix charts for being streamed after the announcement of the Oscars, but I don't think it was anything that was. I mean, it's not Red Notice. And, yeah. <laughs> oh God, there's there's four good movies like in terms of cinematography that really connected with me, like Dune, Nightmare Alley, even though I wasn't a fan of it, I really liked it. looked great. Yeah. It looked look, great. It was shot really well. Uh, Mac- Tragedy and Macbeth, for sure, though, again, Macbeth. a movie I didn't like, I think it was shot really well. You recognize cinematography is amazing. And West Side yes. Story, especially with that opening sequence. Oh like, my God, beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So again, that's an all up in the I really like. Really I really know. like Dune. Um, also, I think the same cinematographer for the Batman. It is. Um, and I mean, we are just so close to the Batman. We're on Batman well. Watch. We got our Batman tickets watch. as well. Yeah, so. we got our tickets as well. But I I really like yeah, this whole list of cinematography I think is is fantastic. You're absolutely right, Anthony, by saying like no matter what the quality of the actual film is, at least we can all acknowledge that these films looked amazing. Uh for best director, we have Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. We have Ryusaki Hamaguchi, uh, Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Were Tamagotchi, weren't you? Uh no, I I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Uh, we have Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. We have Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. 
and we have Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. West Side Story. Um, again, nothing really surprising. I think that was the the theme of this year's nominations, where it's like, oh, that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think seeing a uh, Ryusake Hamaguchi, uh, Hamaguchi um, and Drive My Car getting a Best Picture nomination too. Again, mm-hmm. we haven't seen it yet. It was nice seeing. It was nice seeing. It was nice seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice seeing. I mean, you never know. Like, it could be the parasite of this year. It could. Like, Did you watch Drive My Car? No, I tried to find it and tried to like watch it because it wasn't accessible. No, and and we and we and we reached us, out yeah. to the distributor here in Canada. We haven't heard yeah. anything yet back yet. Yeah, uh, I think it's only showing at the Tip Bell Lightbox yeah. here in Toronto. Uh, but other than that, I don't even think it's playing at that Lightbox anymore. I think it was, I don't it's think it done. Is yeah, because when we when it when we started to know more about it, it was during our time of lockdown, so we didn't really get a chance. Things to, were closed. Yeah, because yeah. I remember seeing the big poster for it at. Oh, uh, it's playing at Courtney Park. Oh, is it really? Yeah, oh, that's, uh, not, that's bad, not a theater near us, though. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> definitely not near me. I mean, it's not more it's us. it's more local for it's us in, to, to it's get in the to. city. It's it's easy um, to get to. Yes, yes. It's yes. in the city of Courtney's Park. <laughs> Why <laughs> rock through your window? <laughs> Wait, it's live? Are we live streaming from Courtney Park? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go down. We're gonna go to best uh, original score. So we have Don't Look Up, uh, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. Um, I think if Dune doesn't win this, uh, oh, dude, we're gonna get copyright stricken. That's true. <laughs> uh, great score, phenomenal score. Also for best picture, let's let's go. Let's well, let's head over to best picture. And again, the rest of them we we will talk about as we need to. Uh, best picture this year we have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley. The Power of the Dog and West Side Story. Remember, this is the first year that we are getting the guaranteed 10 nominations. That are, again, last year was nine movies nominated, right? And we were like, why wouldn't you just nominate why one more? Exercise the right. Yeah. Exercise the right of having Because the Academy 10. is dumb and they have these dumb rules. No, they're nice people, Damien. They're That's dumb good. sometimes. They're very dumb sometimes. Um, what, what surprise are you seeing here? For me, Don't Look Up yeah. being here, I'm not surprised. I'm not really surprised, but I think it's it's not. It was, worthy. It, was it was probably the only one that made me go, oh yeah. Like I, I, all the rest of them, I expected. Nightmare um, Alley, actually, I didn't expect being here either. I, I, you know what I did because after after just seeing how people were reacting to it when it came out, I was like, you didn't show up for it, but you definitely watched it. So I don't know how that happened. Yeah, for me, yeah. it would have been Coda. Coda was it, a nice it surprise. Happened so yeah. long ago, and I know the movie came out in August, but even that time, yeah, um, it's it's a long period for the for the academy to recognize a film August, like, yeah, it has yeah. to be within like three months and yeah, you really are recognized true. um but yeah coda like apple did a really good job marketing for the past year mm-hmm. coda like coda I, no matter where everywhere I went, it would be coda 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 it would be the you know the the hand sign yeah that she's out the car you would see that yeah. so often they, I think they put that in the back of their minds. Like, yeah, Coda was a good movie. And it, I, it I is a good you, movie. I think you should rewatch it. I think you, you'd you find, a, like, now that you've separated so much time for it, it would, would kind of hit you differently. But I don't know. I don't, like, I don't want to go back to it. Okay, cool. All right. I want to go back to Nightmare Alley. Now that I know what this movie was about, I want to judge it in a different way. Yeah, um, Nightmare Alley I want to go back to before the Oscars and The Power of the Dog I will probably rewatch before the Oscars as well too. Yeah. Um, Coda like it was a good movie. Like I, I don't need to wa- rewatch it. I remember it. 
Okay. Cute okay. <laughs> All right. It's cute. It's felt like we were censoring Anthony there. Like yeah. we were like we we're taking out. It's a good movie. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I fucking hate this. Oh no, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, no. Um, any other surprises this year in terms of nominations? No, it's it, another just. It's an Oscars year. Jared Leto not getting the nomination for your people, for, man. For uh, Paolo Gucci. Oh wait, Gucci. he was playing Paolo Gucci. I not, thought he was playing Mario? Super Mario. <laughs> oh, he was Mario. Well, I think. I think he was there spaghetti. are so many people out there that are angered that yep. he didn't get nominated. And I just, I, I watch that role, and I keep going back to to seeing it, and, and I just trying to put in perspective. Why do you think that's a great performance? I feel like that's like. I don't even think he talked like that in the first place, but I hope not. It's almost <laughs> I hope not. racist the way he. It's a caricature. Across. It's a caricature yeah. of a, of Italians, right? And it's just like it, yeah. It makes me laugh though that House of Gucci, a film based on fashion, yeah, didn't even get costume design. No, because fashion was the movie wasn't about fashion. The, I don't even know the fuck that movie was about. And it sucks that like we like people were upset that Lady Gaga didn't get nominated. Yeah. I don't think her performance is anything really special either. That movie was not good. Like it's just straight it, up. Like, is it better than Nicole Kidman though? That's he, then we put in these different. Yeah. Categories. Was Nicole Kidman nominated for Best Actress? No, she wasn't. Right. Was yeah. It, wasn't it for? No, I don't think she was supporting. No, she wasn't in. She wasn't nominated. Yeah, actress, she's, actress in leading role. Yeah, is B. she? Ricardo's. We just talked about this. Oh, I totally forgot. That's how forgettable she was, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, we, we literally Nicole just talked Kidman. About that. Yeah, yeah. Then you totally hear forgot. about Kristen Stewart. Who I remember that role. Yes. Like I remember that performance. She got in by the skin of her teeth. And she's seemed in, like in the skin of her teeth. Like what the hell? Like, yeah. How? Yeah. What? Where? What world am I, I living I, right now? I think I'm. I'm actually surprised though that we didn't see Jodie Comer. And, and well, I mean, I was gonna say the last duel should yeah. have been the, the last the, duel should have been the Ridley Scott film. Yeah. Best anything. director, best picture, and best actress. One hundred percent. It should have been there. Best, and, and it got design. It got shut yeah. out of all other award shows. But House of Gucci was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actress, and all of these different award shows. And it's like, that wasn't even, like, that's, if you look at the top 20 really Scott movies, I wouldn't put House of Gucci in no. it. You know what it you is? Know what I mean? think it's just, a, it hit too, too close to Hollywood, that story, of how real it is. Which one? The, the, the Last story, Duel? The Last Duel. And yeah. what, the perspective of women, how they see, I, I just felt like they didn't want to bring some any yeah. political but you would to, think that they would want to as well but it's also hollywood yeah it's it, like you're saying it's, it's hollywood like, like hold watching on themselves yeah in in a surreal moment unless you're putting hollywood in like in a positive light unless you're talking about movies in a positive light in your movie then you're not going to really see anything from it and that's yeah. that um another category i i really like this year because i think it had gone in many ways uh visual effects so we had dune free guy no Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. I would have loved to see Eternals on here. Because um, Eternals, I think, had a way... Again, when you when you say, like, oh, better than this movie, I think the visuals of Eternals stand out to me more than No Time to Die, for example. Okay, we don't even know. I mean, like We had this discussion. We don't know yeah. what visuals were in No Time to Die. Um, even the Suicide Squad, I would have loved to yeah. see here. Because yeah. they just... They had, but I, I agree with you what you're saying. They had just visuals that I think were really unique looking yes uh where no time to die again was beautiful but you don't think about the effects that are in it right when, you know when we refer to visual effects and this is something that the academy doesn't really like explain when visual effects is it just 3d effects like computer generated effects is it practical effects is it a combination of both because that's the the ambiguity around it because yeah no time to die great film i i want to know what was a visual effect in that film and what was not a lot of practical effects from the looks of it, but can you imagine like 
that was all shot on green screen, and it was just <laughs> Daniel Craig was looked, never in the movie; it was a CG. Yeah. Uh, the rules for the best visual effects. Uh, so sorry. In 2007, it was decided that a list of no more than 15 eligible films will be chosen. Uh, let's see here. Consideration for the contribution the visual effects make the overall production, uh, the artistry, skill, and fidelity in which the f- which the visual illusions are achieved. So I'm assuming it takes into consideration both um, computer generated effects and like practical, practical effects as well too. Yeah. Uh, in previous years, uh, last year Tenet won. Or sorry, yeah, last year Tenet won. Um, before that, 1917, First Man, Blade Runner, The Jungle Book, Ex Machina, Interstellar, Gravity, Life of Pi. Hugo, Inception, uh, and then Avatar. So we're seeing a mix of very practical-looking effects and also very computer-generated effects, right, too. So. Right, mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, any final thoughts on the 94th Academy Awards nominees this year, gentlemen? I think we can save it for like our Oscar predictions. Well, I think, unless you got something I think the biggest one, and I don't see it in our news story, would be No Way Home not getting nominated for Best, oh, Picture? Yeah. For best Picture. And that yeah. that's, that's not shocking, but... It would have been cool Here's to see. Here's a movie that brought people together, cultural event, and you're not nominating it. Made the most money in, in most in that year in in, in the previous nominated. years. How yeah. is that movie not best picture? Because uh, because for some reason, people that you know, especially film Twitter, when they look at a movie, it's always like, "Well, that's just a popular movie." Okay, but it's still best picture. If right. so, why not? I think if you make the most money that year, you should be nominated for best picture. So why not? Yeah. I, I think, and that's the thing. It's it's the type of caliber that we look at when we're talking about what makes an Oscar nominated best picture. And like, does it have to be a small budget movie that's about a very specific thing, or is it a it's a is a time period? Like, is it right. a period piece? Um, I mean, we look back in previous years. Yeah, superhero movies have been nominated. Yeah, Black the, Panther, the Black Panther, Joker. Uh, the Dark Knight is a reason why it's ten nominees now. Correct, because it didn't get nominated for Best Picture with uh, in in two thousand nine, the the year the Oscars happened. Right? Yeah. It's like, why are some movies considered? Yeah, like you have to be in this category. Like you're you're guaranteed for this. Like again, Nightmare Alley is a fine movie, but like again, nobody cared about it. Mm-hmm. No one showed up. You know what I mean? And it's again, people were like, yeah, but those are the movies that need the spotlight. I'm like, yeah, but Guillermo del Toro, he's doing fine. He won. He's won multiple Oscars. He won Shape of Water. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like there's movies that are in this category that were nominated this year. I'm like, man, like Spider-Man would have been cool to see. It was well-reviewed. It was beloved by everybody. It's and a like, well-made movie. It's a well-made movie. And it was able to bridge two different generations of Spider-Man together. And it will be long remembered more than any other movie in this category and for hollywood to spout out we have to go to back to cinemas we have to watch movies on theaters two yeah. of the movies that are best picture are streaming yeah which is coda and paradox and you're not going to give a movie that made people watch go back to the theater and enjoy it and actually have a discussion about it a movie that an, saved hollywood i'd save and yeah like i, I don't know about save I think, well think about it, like how like, last year was going well you yeah. know even more to what you were saying anthony power of the dog is a netflix movie uh, King Richard do and Dune premiered on HBO Max and theaters. Yeah. Uh, Don't look up is a Netflix oh, yeah, movie, and, and Coda is uh, is an Apple TV film. Yeah. So it's like your your movies where and people get upset where well, they're fighting to get this movie in theater. Or like, well, people showed up for Spider Man because they wanted to, 
and and it, and it checked every other box. It would have been cool to see it get nominated. It would have been cool to see. I don't. I look. I would have loved to see it nominated. It doesn't matter to me if it won or not. No, it's the but acknowledgement. Recognized. Like yeah. again, it's respect. I don't get it. I don't get why it has to always be a slow burn movie. It has to be this art piece. Political why can't it just be a popular film? Like yeah. I don't understand why it can't be a movie that was well made and fun. Like if if Spider Man No Way Home was a bad movie, but it made a lot of money, it was very popular. Like we look back at a movie like Suicide Squad twenty sixteen, yeah, made a lot of money, but it's a bad movie. That would be not getting nominated for an Oscar. Totally get it. Yeah. It might. It was not, though. Uh, yes, yes, it was. It was not. But not best Oscar, picture. But not best picture. Not best picture. It was not for an Oscar. No. No, you're right. Um, but win one too. It one. Did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but we ha- a movie like. Spider-Man, why not? Like, why do you have... Why do you have to be gatekeepers yeah. of, of the awards? But that's, I think... The, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that is what award shows are. Well, people are like, yeah, well, that's what uh, Spider-Man No Way Home... That's what the MTV Movie Awards are for. I'm like... Best but, Kiss winner, Tobey Maguire. But, 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 like, is it? Like, you're you're relating it just to, like... Oh, it's, it's the level of... Oh, like, yes, our food is fine dining, but that's, like, junk food. I'm like, well, but why do you have yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. Why do you have to, like categorize stuff like that yeah. you know what i mean like that's yeah, why movies just do movies just movies are movies all movies are equal yeah you know what i mean strange and that's why i think the academy awards mean like it you just, don't think the you think the academy awards days are numbered eh? you don't think they're gonna hit 100 well you're each, gonna betty white each, these awards each eh? year wow that's, that's, year, that's, that's a dark show that's a dark i joke. think the newer gen, like i think generations that are becoming actors and actresses they don't they don't care to be nominated like like if I was a, a director, like I wouldn't care to be nominated. I would care for people to, to watch like my it, movie, to see, to put these movies in competition with each other, and to live in this day and age, especially with social media and how we divide ourselves over these films. Like we have some sort of like profit scenario yeah. that we are going to make from yeah. these movies. Um, Friendships end over yeah. movies that it's, you like and don't like. It doesn't you know? doesn't make sense. Like. You, you, I don't see how we can judge an actor over another actor. It's art. Yeah. How can we judge a movie over another movie? Like we just putting the when the Academy Awards came out, maybe made sense at that time, the forties or fifties. But nowadays, shit, I still would win one. I would you still want to win? You still want to win one though? But that's a, but, but that's why I get so excited when I see movies that get nominated. Like oh, like like. When Spider Verse was nominated in one, or the Mitchells versus Machine was nominated in one, like for so long, the animated movie category was just belonged to Disney, and it's nice seeing like or, or Flea this year. Yes, like and again, and Flea is maybe more in line with traditional Academy Award movies because mm-hmm. it's nominated for like, documentary and stuff too. But it's just nice seeing the status quo shaken up. Yeah, you know. Um, one last thing I wanted to mention about the Academy Awards. Uh, no vaccine required to attend the uh, presentation this year. Damn, James Woods is going to be there. Kevin Sorbo is going to be there. Yeah, I think Kevin Spacey is going to return Kevin too. Spacey, everyone's was coming he anti-vax back. too? I don't know. Maybe. I, would, I wonder who's like anti anti-vax. That's Letitia Wright's going to be there. Not they, like that <laughs> I think she got her not vaccine. like vocal. Miles Teller probably will be there. Miles Teller probably going to be there. Yeah, but how do these guys aren't? Don't they have to be vaxxed to be on uh, set? That, that's apparently when there was delays on stuff because uh, I bet yeah. you they. Uh, political loopholes between maybe maybe uh you mentioned something that i I wanted to talk about before we moved on uh when you were watching the fandango the batman um interviews yes and you were talking about how they were talking about spider-man yeah that like here are a bunch of actors all award 
war caliber actors like the auteurs <laughs> the the auteurs you know, Tom Farrell you have um, Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson Jeffrey Wright Jeffrey Wright Zoe Kravitz and Paul, Dano. Paul Dano and like how they all agreed like how much Spider-Man was a cultural event for them in the last month of the year leading into like Omicron and all that like how it brought people together and how it made it fun to watch movies I think that alone should have at least got them that nomination. It would have been nice. And it's just, it's nice to see like actors because you don't really hear what movies like actors are watching. Right. They don't you talk know, about they it don't until talk afterwards. About it. They just yeah. act. They're like an actor that they don't say, like, I went to go watch this film and I liked it. So it's another perspective of, yeah. like, oh shit, Confer likes this film. And that's amazing because yeah. I wouldn't expect him to wa- like, right. watch it because he's acting. He's always yeah. doing something else. So. It just grounded him as a person, and I think those those the whole crew. Um, but yeah, they, they they had good things to say about it, and I think they're going to be in a movie that's very similar to what their movie's about. Yeah, or what No Man No Way Home is about. It's like this big budget. It's a big event superhero film. film. Yeah, and they're going to be in this in March, and you know that movie looks like a movie that would be nominated for best picture. One hundred percent. But will it? We'll have to wait a well, year. Well, no, to because see. it's not popular, Daniel. It's too popular for no. film. But what if we call it the power of the bat? Mm, mm. Then it'll get on. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, but it's but it, again, it's it's so funny though. Like we we see them talking about it, and then we'll see what happens with their movie, right? And I think that's why we see such big actors now be attracted to superhero movies because one, they're popular, and it gives them a career boost as well. But mm. they realize like it's just like people are treating superhero films now. With respect, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and I'm not talking about the Academy. I'm just talking about just people are showing up for them. People love them. Superhero movies in general, they're way better in the last 10 years than they were in the previous 10 yeah. years. Right? With with yeah. a few exceptions, right? They're being proper... They're proper made films that are honoring the source material, telling great stories, and they're just good. Like, what? how often do we get a poorly reviewed Marvel film now? We don't. The Eternals was the outlier. Yeah. And was, that was, which is surprising because that one was the one that was like from Academy Award winning Chloe Zhao. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though we all liked it. Yeah. It just, it just, you know, that's just the way it happens. But I think it's nice to see these big actors not afraid to do these roles now mm-hmm. because they realize they're good movies and they're on the same level as any other film. You don't want to be, put yourself in a bubble where you're saying, you know, like for instance, Jane, uh, Jane Ch- uh, Campion, 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 who said, you know, superhero films are lazy and I would never make one and all that. No. You're putting yourself in a bubble where you're not understanding the big picture and the evolution of movies in general. Like, yes, Marvel movies might not be the cinematic experience that you grew up with, but it's the evolution of cinema. You're right. But not just Marvel movies. Cause I don't want to any just movies, superhero it, or anything, any yes. popular movie. Yeah. You got to get, get that out of your head. Yeah. You can't, and here's and this is coming from a director who wrote a movie about a gay cowboy who is trying to figure out his life and he's like this masculine man who sees a I will say it I don't I, I don't want to say a kid. Oh, she he is a kid. Like a younger man. A younger man yeah. who he is now conflicted with his result. That movie would not have made sense 50 years ago. Yeah, it couldn't. That have been would made. have been criticized, saying no, we shouldn't have films like that in cinema. Right now, we we're getting shitted on for loving a big budget film that's really well done. Yeah, like, I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at Jane Campion's um, uh, filmography here, and all the fucking movies are just period pieces. Yeah, 
and they come out years apart. She won. Uh, what did she win an Oscar? The piano. For? The piano. Yeah. In what? Nineteen ninety. One? No, one, yeah, or two. It's crazy. Like, I don't, I'm not shitting on her. I'm no. just saying you need Four, to, like, you not put yourself in that bubble. You do. the moment you do, you're going to make an ass of yourself. And you need to, and as press and as media, we have to stop asking oh every single fucking person, Would you? what do you think of Marvel movies? Because you're getting these stupid quotes that are being bla- blasted everywhere as clickbait, and they contribute nothing to the conversation. There's, there's no worse question to ask somebody during a press junket than, oh, what do you think of this movie? Or, oh, what do you think, like... Who gives a fuck? Who yeah. gives a fuck what this person thinks? It's ridiculous. Let's stop that. Uh, moving on to our next news story. Disney Plus successfully tests live event streaming in the United States. This is coming from Daniel Sim of TechSpot. Dan- uh, Disney Plus. You say Daniel Plus. Daniel Plus? You don't want to what subscribe do you, what, to Daniel Plus. Yeah, what, is, what comes to Daniel Plus? Uh, Daniel Plus, you get 100% 24-7 access to me in, oh, in phone call form. Oh. In phone call form. And just, uh, you get to just hang out with me 24 7 24 7 yeah, how much wow. is it it's three hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars per minute yeah i'll be honest that is you're you're done yeah. you're like you're quibby now i just need one subscription and i'm set <laughs> you're, you're quibby that's yeah, it you're done okay disney plus was one of the streaming services that live streamed the 2022 oscar nominations in the united states this is the first event that's been live streamed in north america by the platform although the company owns other services that handle live content uh there might be different kinds of even events better suited to Disney Plus. This sig- uh, sorry, this could signal the change of coming, the change coming as Disney already handles live streaming. In- oh, Siri wants to jump oh, in here. Siri wants to talk about this. Uh, this could signal a change coming as Disney already handles live streaming in North America through Hulu and ESPN, which it owns and offers together in its Disney bundle. In the future, Disney Plus could live stream events like D23 or any other where Disney content is announced and discussed. It could obviously stream the Oscar awards at later this month, this year on March 27th. Last month, a URL was found on the Disney Plus site indicating it could start streaming sports too. Uh, Shay, you sent the story this week. Um, and it's funny, we're talking about this after the Oscar nominations. I had no idea this happened because it didn't happen here in Canada. And we also, th- uh, we spoke uh, back in December of 2020 when they did the Investor Day mm-hmm. and how great a presentation that was. But it was streamed on the Disney site, and it was so, uh, like it was such like a convoluted process to watch, to it, yeah. right? Do you see Disney Plus now starting to do live streams of content? Oh yeah, totally. I think um, they in the article it does say that in other regions, like I think Indonesia or something like that, they also do some live sports. And yeah, in 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 Spanish countries as well. Um, we've talked about this many times before, you know, we look at something like the game awards, for example, which is streamed on YouTube, Twitch, so on and so forth. Everywhere. Everywhere. And the traction that it gets, the conversation that it builds during that time period, something like the Oscars, I think will fare a lot better on a streaming service because everybody has it now. People are cord cutting like crazy. Numbers will skyrocket for the Oscars. Skyrocket. And you can also make it interactive in some ways because you're not tied to, you know, broadcasting. You can just, Stream it. Yeah. It, if, you, if you cut to a commercial break, you could have literally interactive your commercials. tailored commercials yeah. to whatever you want. You can make them interactive. People have their phones on them and you can, people start, people can start voting live. Who, who, who do you, who do you want to see next? What categories you like? You could do so. This is stuff that people were doing 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. On right. like the Xbox events and things like yes, that. Like yes. you could do so much with that. And I'm thinking like, man, like imagine being able and it would be cool if it happened this year. If you could just go to Disney Plus, big Oscars icon, and just start watching it then. Why not? 
whether you know there, there are pros and cons to streaming, obviously, in, in the world that we're going through. But you cannot deny these benefits. You cannot deny the fact that you can just open up Disney Plus and boom, there it is. It's funny too because we talk about how like dinosaur like the Academy could be, right? And it's like, yeah, you're still on cable. Like who? Like most of your movies aren't even are streaming. Imagine the Super Bowl tonight was on Disney Plus. We're not far away from that possibility. What do you think, Anthony? You think we're going to start seeing a future where? Sports are exclusively streamed through these providers. Do you think Netflix will get into this game too? I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's hard to say because rights to sports of all sports is big money. A nightmare. It's it's mm-hmm. it's huge money. So you, you take for instance uh, Premier League. Imagine that on Disney Plus. Like yeah. they they're gonna have to pay a lot of money and yeah. with cable. There's so many different you know how how do people access these things and that's where it comes down to how do i access these sports shows if i don't have an apple tv box or a roku or roku or whatever yeah Um, but but if it's on a a streaming website like all the streamers have website equivalents yeah it's possible but like it's possible but i think like what you said the biggest obstacles i have to jump through is the rights every every few years we'll see like oh the NBC's deal with the NHL is running out this year. Oh, they just signed a $14 billion deal mm-hmm. to have the NHL they're, in the United States for 10 years. Is or- Disney willing to shell out that f- the funds to get the rights for NBA, yeah. NHL, probably not NHL, NBA. But maybe uh, here at Disney Plus Canada, they would. Yeah. Right? But we don't, we don't, like, because it's always been a network game. But now that the networks are bleeding money and these streaming services are coming in, we may see a future, I don't think in the next five years, but maybe in the next 10 years, we may see sports exclusively go to these streaming sites. Yeah. Disney Disney already has ABC. So it's like they win no matter what. Yeah. You have ABC <laughs> and they have ESPN. Yeah. Like you and own ESPN those. ESPN is a big, like the, reading it, ESPN is a big part of why they started to start doing live streams because ESPN has rights to certain sports. Yeah. So imagine you, you get that. But again, they for it to work, especially for us, for me and you, and uh, it has to be here in Canada. Like ESPN thing, is yeah. not available in Canada. I, could, I would love to have ESPN, but yeah. they don't have I, that functionality. I could see if the Oscars are live streamed this year, it'll be US only. If the nominations are Disney Plus in the United States only, then they probably won't be live streamed here in but Canada. For me, I always watch my Oscars in a sort of live stream because I'll have, for instance, Global and they'll or CTV and they'll live stream it. And I don't have cable where I have in my like in my house, so I use my Apple TV box to live stream it. I'm a little delayed in terms of yeah. of um, nominations or who wins, yeah. but it's convenient because yeah. I don't have to have a cable box. And, and people pay for that. People want to watch it live, even if there's a five, six, ten second delay. People just want to watch it. They right? also so, just want one box that does everything. Right. They don't want a cable box. They don't want a, a Apple TV box, and they don't want this and that. If it's already integrated into your TV, whew, saves you so much space. It just declutters. It's like that type of mentality. Same thing with like, you know, going from Blu-ray to a digital medium. It's true. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be an interesting next few years when it comes to streaming rights. Uh, speaking of streaming rights, why is Netflix losing its Marvel shows and where will they end up next? This is coming from William Hughes of AV Club. When we talk about the six TV shows that make up Marvel's Defenderverse of small-scale superheroes, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, 
Iron Fist. Iron Fish. Not Iron Fish. That's a iron different show. Iron Fish. I like uh, that You one. get a lot of iron from eating fish. Uh, the Punisher and The Defenders itself, we usually do so by talking about them as Netflix's Marvel shows. We also say things like, maybe you don't need to watch Iron Fist in your life. Um, but that description was never entirely accurate and became even less as Netflix revealed this week that its licensing deals for the shows are set to expire at the end of the month, at which point they'll vanish from the service for good. Because despite all the triumphant tudum that kicked off each episode of Matt Murdock or Jessica Jones streaming adventures, Netflix's ownership over these six TV shows, series that is promoted relentlessly from top executives on down, has been nominal at best. Netflix never owned Daredevil. Where will you uh, where will you be able to stream Daredevil in the future? Disney Plus is an obvious answer, despite its role as a contributing culprit in these shows' original murders. So this was making a lot of news this week that these shows that we've always assumed were Netflix productions, Netflix original series, they are now being removed from Netflix. And we know the introduction of Disney Plus is what canceled these shows, and now we've seen a couple of these characters show up in Marvel properties and Disney properties and Sony properties. Now what's going to happen next? What's happening next, Shay? <laughs> I, I, this, this is where I just mentioned the, the scary part of, of streaming, right? Like you don't own it. And now it's gone. And now it's gone. And I mean, there were Netflix shows. Like where do they go? Were they Netflix shows or were they just distributed by Netflix and co-funded by Netflix? But that's what I mean. In the sense that you put money towards it. Like Netflix wrote a check for this, for this show. Did they, or was it just, just was it just a deal with ABC to distribute them there? I think Netflix had some money in there, so I'm surprised. I mean, where does it go next? It has to go to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. You think so? You, like, like I don't, I don't see them going anywhere else. Like, where, where can is, they go? Where does it go? On HBO Max? Hell no. So it's going, it's going <laughs> to Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't think in, so. In in Canada, it's going to be on Disney Plus or not not Stars, probably just Disney Plus, and then in the states, it might be Hulu. No, I think it would be. You think it would be? I think it would be stars because there's a, they're all mature rated content. Is Logan on stars or is Logan in Logan? Disney Plus? Logan is on Disney Plus. Like you could go to the yeah. Marvel category and it's there. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh. That that's why. That's why I think it it could be. Well, it would be. I yeah, it would be on Disney Plus. It's just it's just so weird not to see, you know, the opening banner being Disney Plus and not Netflix because. You think Netflix would have had some sort of contingency built into? You think, or maybe just Disney bought them out, or however. I don't know how it works with all the lawyer mumbo jumbo. But I mean, at the end of the day, the, the shows that were on, like the Netflix Marvel shows, like they weren't all hits. No, they weren't. No. Yeah. But you know, they're connected to that story, the the overall arc of of Avengers and and all that. So. They are connected. It's just we sometimes feel like I think it. I think it's a combination of because the shows weren't as spectacular as the environments we were getting in the films. We kind of disassociate the uh-huh. two together. And I think they also start to 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 distance themselves from the MCU. Yeah, like I think the first season of Daredevil you know, acknowledges the attack on New York, and it's then the incident. It's always the, the incident. incident. Yeah. yeah, sorry. And then it just started to slowly like not acknowledge it. Yeah, anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, as as the shows went on, yeah, they really didn't acknowledge them because guess what? The movies never acknowledged them. Yeah. Right? Because those weren't those weren't in the sandbox of the MCU. Yeah, they said they were, but they could have easily just been and now, else, right? you know, now seeing Kingpin in Hawkeye, seeing Daredevil in Spider-Man No Way Home, it just raises a lot of questions. It does. And again, like, I hope that, I mean, are they just going to disappear for a little while and not be on Disney Plus for a bit? Or are, is Disney working out arrangements to put them on? What's that marketing going to look like? Is it, are they just going to appear? Are they going to be considered MCU canon? Or, you know, are they just other stories, other variants? Like, we don't, we don't know... And I don't think we'll know until Marvel kind of announces their intentions mm-hmm. of what to do with these series. Because I don't think all of them are going to be canon to the MCU unless they are multiversal stories. If they do show up on Disney Plus, does Disney Plus continue those stories as well? Do they continue with Daredevil as a TV series? It's possible. You know? We know that they're going to be there with Moon Knight. It's going to be a very brutal series from what Kevin Feige described. Uh, we've been seeing a couple more screenshots. It looks, it looks great. We'll see. We'll see what the tone is going to be for these. We'll see if Disney's going to continue them in any way, but uh, we'll have a little while to wait for that. Uh, our last story, again, relating to Netflix, how Netflix assembled a dozen A-listers in character for its Super Bowl ad. Um, usually when a film wraps, an actor puts the project to bed, never to step into those scenes again. After completing production of the Russo Brothers' The Gray Man, Ryan Gosling found himself back in costume to recreate a beat from the big-budget action movie. Gosling was among the number of stars featured in the fourth wall breaking trailer the streaming service unveiled March 3rd to tout its 2022 slate. Uh, this is the trailer we spoke about last week on the Wii podcast. Um, the trailer took eight months of planning. Netflix marketing executives stay with some stars such as the Adam Project's Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo and the mother's Jennifer Lopez carving out time during the production of their films. Other A-listers such as Gosling reunited with wardrobe, hair, and makeup professionals from their films after they wrapped. The trailer struck a chord and to date has 14 million views on YouTube. Says Bazoma St. John, chief marketing of, uh, officer at Netflix, we want to make our marketing to be as entertaining as our content is. Um, this was a really great ad that Netflix dropped last week and it definitely did stay with us. Anthony, what did you think of this ad and are you surprised that it took this long? Because I think we were wondering too, I'm like, they, they're all like, did they do this while they were shooting the movies? Yeah. How, how did they do this? The first time I saw it, um, I think it was Jennifer Lopez was the first person that kind of broke that fourth wall and then they started doing it. I thought it was a little bit gimmicky, but as the trailer went through, got longer and you went through it all, I actually enjoyed it. It was like, oh, that's pretty cool because someone took the time to actually plan this all out and actually have them in their in their characters in these movies that they're going to be that are going to be coming out on Netflix kind of connect with the audience. And it was it was nice to see. Um, and it, it didn't like overstay its welcome. It was, I was just wondering when did they shoot it? Did they plan, were they planning this for so long? This, it just seems like such a heavy task to put on. Like a logistics nightmare of coordinating all of this. Right. Because you're putting this on every production team that your, your movies are going to be, you know, like <laughs> there's just somebody on Netflix, like from Netflix on set, and like, yeah, um, Joe Russo, now. can you get Ryan to say this? And he's yeah. like, no, that's not in the script. The directors to buy into it as well because they don't want their films to come off as cheap or selling something, right. right? So yeah, I thought it was really well done. Shay, how about you? Yeah, same same thing as you guys. It's it's uh, it was a cool tactic. I think Netflix always tries to make it interesting. 
curious as to what they do next. I feel like yeah. they're always prepared for whatever's going to be coming towards them. I think Netflix is really looking at um, not what's literally, they're not, they're not thinking one step ahead. They're thinking like three, four, five steps ahead. Right. And I think this is, I think what studios are really realizing, and we've seen the last few years, especially with the marketing of No Way Home, is that the marketing campaign is sometimes just as important as the film itself. And you got to get people hyped. You got to get people interested because now I'm not just looking forward to these movies. I'm looking forward to see what Netflix does next year to advertise mm. them. They did a really good job. Whoever thought of this idea, because yeah. we're talking about it. Usually last to them. You remember the to them event? To t- no one was talking about it. They were no, actually, but that, was in the, that was in the, I think the fall that was like, yeah, the, like people talking about it, but like you, you could put out a two minute trailer and it will do just as much good. Right. Then right. uh, a whole event. Right. Uh, some quick updates before we move on to some Super Bowl trailers. Entertainment Weekly in style cease print prop, uh, publications. Uh, Dane DeHaan joins Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Simu Liu joins Margot Robbie in Warner Brothers' Barbie. Russell Crowe joining Aaron Taylor Johnson in Sony's Marvel movie Craven the Hunter. Ray Fisher reteams with Zack Snyder on Rebel Moon. Charlie Hunnam, uh, Jimon Hansu, Bay Duna also suit up for the Netflix sci-fi fantasy. And Michael Jackson biopic, Lionsgate Board's King of Pop film from Bohemian Rhapsody producer Graham King. Um, any quick updates stand out to you guys that you want to talk to? Uh, Dane DeHaan coming back. I think, you know, I love Dane DeHaan. I think he's such a great actor. So seeing him join Oppenheimer makes sense. What a great cast. I was like, wow, like this is a great, great cast. Yeah. Who does he play? What do you think he, he plays? plays the bomb again. Everyone's playing the bomb in this movie. <laughs> I, who did I say? I said he's playing Albert Einstein. You did say he's playing Albert Einstein. I, I, is that? Yeah, Einstein, I, I, Einstein was part of the Manhattan Project. Yeah. He's playing Howard Stark. He's uh, oh, Tony Stark's dad. He's playing Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. He's playing Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. He's painted blue. <laughs> Dick out. All the doctors out there. Everyone. All in this movie. All the doctors who were involved. It's the Doctor uh, Multiverse. Uh, <laughs> it was cool seeing Simu Liu join Margot Robbie. Ryan Gosling's also going to be in this film as well, too. Yeah, very cool. Good for, good for like Simu. a male Barbie? Do you think he plays a male Barbie? Maybe. I could see him being like... like a, He he looks like an action figure. Yeah, he does, so. yeah. Um, I, you know, we talked about Ray Fisher, what was it, last week? Yeah, we uh, his, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, how about his career? Sorry, three weeks ago. Three it was the last ago. time I hosted. It was our episode with all the news. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if, you know, being another Zack Snyder movie means his career is really back. I think it just means that, hey, you know, I love Zack and Zack put me in a movie. I think, yeah, I think at this point, him being in a Zack Snyder film and Zack Snyder films do get a lot of attention. It's good for him. Like, it is good it, for him for sure. He hasn't been doing much and what he has been doing is not memorable or, or talked about. So right. put him in a movie that a lot of people are going to see. Yeah. Give, yeah. let him act. Like I, I haven't seen this guy act mm-hmm. other than cyborg and whatever plays he's been in. That's true. But I haven't seen it's his season plays. three of true detective. true detective. Yeah. But like, yeah, even that part was so minimal. It, it was. Yeah. It just wasn't, yeah, that was Mahershala Ali's series yeah. for sure. Uh, I'm sad about Entertainment Weekly. I used to collect a bunch of the different covers when like a movie was coming out. Uh, I remember I had some like Batman Begins ones and from The Dark Knight. And uh, even with the Avengers, I had that cover with all of them on and like Mark Ruffalo's like doing the blue steel look, yeah. which is like from the first Avengers looks so weird. And then Henry Cowell as Superman. Like there was like di- different ones that I always looked for. Uh, oh. Were you guys big fans of Entertainment Weekly? Um yeah, I don't know. Like, not really. Not really. I yeah. actually 
the other day I passed by a newsstand and I saw the Entertainment Weekly's, I guess, uh, issue this this month, which was Ben Affleck. I'm like, should I buy it? I was looking at it too, yeah. Should I buy it? It's just like, but at the end of the day, it's just a book and there's going to be a digital version. If you want to print it out so much, you can go ahead and print out that digital version and read it. It's... It's just the changing, the transition of... Changing of the guard things. almost. Magazines make sense to go digital because they're so disposable in that sense. Like the actual physical magazine itself. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I know people who collect magazines, you know, deaths of, of actors and yeah, superheroes that are on the cover for the first time ever. Yeah. But then you just have these books and you're wondering... What do I do with them now? What do I do with them? The digital version, you'll have them forever. You have them on your iPad, clearer than you know what the actual magazine is, and you probably get more interaction with it. And you, like, like I said, I think the biggest thing is as long as we they're still accessible. Yes, right. Like make your library of content accessible. That's why I really love News Plus on like Apple with News. on on Apple News Plus because I have all of these magazines that I I liked reading when I was growing up. And I just have access to read them and I could go to back issues and I have this content that's accessible. It's like, I know as silly as it is, like, I don't, I buy a lot of physical books, but I don't, I'm not a big fan of just reading from books. Mm-hmm. Like I have my art books that I'll look through and I'll, I'll reference, but like if I'm reading a novel, I like reading on my iPad only because like I'm just comfortable using a screen and also like, I don't want, I don't like damaging the book and magazines are like, you, you turn a magazine page too fast that thing's ripped you know what i mean and they're not like i'm not going to always bring a magazine with me somewhere right a lot even these magazines it's hard to like want to read them because we live in a world where we gather information so quickly it's like what what does the magazine know that i don't know at this point because instantly i can have everything in my hand yeah and especially for our jobs to know what's coming out like and know more about it we've already kind of have it's outdated by the time you print a piece of paper yeah it's outdated and i remember like i remember subscribing to nintendo power as a kid i had like three or four years of nintendo power that i subscribed to and it'd be like april and i'd be getting june's issue and i'd be like how am i getting june's issue when it's not even may it's still april but the the cycle for 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 journalists having to make magazines back in the day was such a long lead time that that's why they would get things so early and things like that, where it's like, that's not the world we live in now. We could distribute something to you, a, sc- a screener for us, for example. They could, We could get a screener sent to us. We could have a review, and then it's ready for whenever we need to publish it or whenever the embargo is. We don't have these long lead times anymore. No. The biggest thing that sucks is anyone whose jobs were impacted from this, and mm-hmm. our hearts go out to you. Of course. Um, but yeah, but in terms of how we consume news now, it's like, Boris Kit will tweet, hey, this is happening, and like now we know. Where yeah. back in the day, it'd be like, That'd be printed in a in a magazine, a week, and yeah. then you have to wait a week or a month to see what came of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we should talk about some Super Bowl trailers, shouldn't we? Super Bowl trailer, trailer, Super Bowl edition. Why are you singing the final countdown? Isn't that what they played during dun, the dun, Super Bowl? Dun, 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 dun. No, so a, there's multiple there's a new versions one. of them. I did like I every broad no, news broad news broadcast television broadcast who hosts NFL have their own like anthem. So it's NBC's anthem, Fox's anthem, um, ABC, and all that. What's the one that goes like? Dun, 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 dun. I think that's Fox. That's the, the Fox that's, does that. I remember we used that one for our one of our videos two years ago. 
In 2020, we yeah. used that one, yeah. Because I remember there's a Quiet Place and all the movies trailers that we didn't for the movies that didn't yeah, come that out. Didn't come but out they're all yeah. Top Gun. Top Gun was in that video as well. Too. Every yeah. NFL anthem is so good. They are. I think there was like this. I was on Instagram who's the other in day. The, who's in the Super Bowl? The it's the LA it's the LA Rams, Rams, LA Rams in the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Who, oh, okay. who who are you going for, Anthony? I'm going to go with the Bengals. Well, really? How come? Just because they've never won it. And it's been 30 years in the making for them to even make it to this point. That's the right. last time they were in the Super Bowl. How about the Rams? They, uh, so they transitioned from St. Louis. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. They, they've they won. I think they won one in, we'll say, the modern times. Um, but yeah. Like, I'd rather the- see this Joe Burrows kid who last year was just a college um, football player, like quarterback. And he won the Heisman and he won his championship or whatever. For college football and then the next year he gets signed to the Bengals. and then that year of covid happened and then his second year he's in the super bowl crazy that's amazing i love the spectacle of the super bowl like again like i just love how big they go it's like the biggest media event of the year yeah. oh yeah and it's so funny how like yeah we have we're fans of football in canada and stuff but it's nowhere near like there's no sporting events close and i'm and unless you're looking at like european f- football that like looks at like just how big this is, how all the news networks are covering it, the stories, the documentaries, the the marketing, and everything that's tied into the Super Bowl. Like I just love the event of it because mm-hmm. it's just so it's just so fascinating. It's mm-hmm. not a great award to win though. Like I wouldn't want to win that. Sorry, you don't want to win a. You a, keep saying that, and then the next <laughs> second you're like, "But if I wanted, but if I wanted, I'd be happy." No, but like I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want the Vince Lombardi. I would want my name on like the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think like, I think the Stanley Cup is the nicest looking sports trophy. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's the it's the it's like that is the nicest looking ingrained in history. Yeah, with the World Series or even the NBA championship, they have just, to give that back, right? Small awards. They're, you're never ingrained in yeah. history there so i like again forgive my like i know the stanley cup the stanley cup goes to a team they have it for the year they have it for their time they're ingrained on the cup and then as the stanley cup starts to fill up the different rings are taken off of it and right. they transition off into a different cup that's in the hockey hall of fame things like yeah. that the, the the like the vince lombardi whatever you what other trophies there are once you win it you have to give it back after right like do they go, just go see the other team or does know. your team keep that I do they make a new trophy? Because I'm think, like, just make I a new trophy. Give it back. I don't know. I don't. I That's don't know. them. Let them keep the it trophy. It makes sense to like keep it because there's not much to make it. No, you know what I'm saying like they don't have. Is to it real gold? I don't think so. No. Well, the World Series trophy, I think, is the ugliest trophy with the flags and all. No, that. the world, the the most ugly trophy is the World Cup trophy. That is Although, the ugliest. Like the like that is the ugliest trophy. It's iconic trophy. though. It is iconic, iconic for being ugly. But that's like pure gold. Are you looking up the World Cup trophy right now? Yeah, it's it's Dude, so it's, ugly. That's pure gold. It is, but like, it's I so ugly. Someone, like, back in, they changed that award from the original one because someone stole it and yeah. melted it down. It uh, looks like a tumor. Oh, oh. No, it's two angels holding the globe. Yeah. Maybe it used to be. It's not. Yeah, that it just looking. looks like something that'd be like in a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> or they use this as like I think that's orb, a pod you know? that they were that they sent people in the Phantom yeah, Zone. Yeah, like 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 yeah. Superman would be like, we gotta get the the crystallized. Also, like, is he what, Batman what, what too? Like <laughs> a soccer or football trophy? I don't know. Someone's leg. A golden soccer Someone's ball. Someone's leg with cleats <laughs> and like, like a little just, bone and like a little bone sticking out of it. Just, like, just, like a, like a chopped just off. Just give leg. them a bowling trophy. I think that's the most iconic looking trophy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I just want to give a. We're gonna may, we may be doing some time traveling here, depending on what surprises <laughs> we see uh, during the Super Bowl event. 
we may be doing a remote recording where we add in a little bit. So apologies if we sound a little bit different towards the end of this discussion. But based on what we've gone already, let's dive into some trailers. So we got this week. I'm just going to read through them. Drop it. We'll talk about it. The dropout. <laughs> uh, cheaper by the dozen. Lightyear. Jurassic World Dominion. The Atom Project. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Men. Father Stew. Firestarter. And Nope. That is as of 1.22 p.m. on Eastern. Eastern time, February 13th. These Dude, are the you are trailers. You giving them so much. First, they know now we're close to Corny Park. Yeah. <laughs> And now they know date and time. Listen, you you reveal the location. The timing is not as bad as yeah, the location. It's pretty, dude, where else is it 122 right now? <laughs> <laughs> about to drop our coordinates as well. Yeah, he's like, yeah, longitude is 42. Um, I think the one that we have to start off with, the one I think that yes. is my personal trailer of the week so far, Jurassic World Dominion. My God. Start us off, Shay. What a trailer. Thank you very much. Anthony, how about you? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Dynamite. Uh, this was a beautiful looking trailer. We know Colin Trevorrow is coming back. He's at the helm again. Same cinematographer as Jurassic World. Uh, I think the three of us, we liked Fallen Kingdom, but we didn't love it. Yeah. It was okay. It was a fine movie. Yeah. 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 I, I don't want to say I liked, like, I, I would just, I'm okay with it. Yeah. You're okay with it. Yeah. But this movie looks really good. Yeah. yeah. And we're seeing, we're seeing dinosaurs in the world. We're seeing um, the original cast come back, you know, with Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum. We're seeing them share a screen together, which right. is amazing. Uh, you had a great the kind of breakdown of what you love so much about this trailer. I wanted you to let us know about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. The, the the Mission Impossible Rogue Nation looking scene where they're, yeah. like, I guess, in Italy or something, just driving through. What I loved about that sequence was when the camera is is following, you know, Owen Grady's character. Owen Grady. Owen Grady. Yeah. He the, the camera's following his character going through the city on a motorcycle. He's the raptors chasing him. In so many films and in so many movies, it, it's just really like it, it's so fixated on just the action is happening in this one area. What I loved about this trailer is that the world feels so lived in that there's action happening in so many different locations. And as his character is driving through, you're seeing that. You're seeing other giant dinosaurs eating people or like attacking the city while he's still fixated on what he's doing. It kind of helps create that you're living in this world. Definitely. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I think it's so easy to miss. It's a small attention, but it's a good attention to detail. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, think, I think that scene stands out so much. It's funny you call it the Rogue Nation scene. Because it literally looks exactly like that. Um, seeing Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, I think they all look great. Um, and we get that recreation of from the first movie of like, don't move. And also Laura Dern pulling off the pulling glasses. Pulling off the glasses. I'm really glad they didn't use the, the same, um, sorry, same um, Ian, Ian, Ian Malcolm as Fallen Kingdom, though, where he looked like a, a 90-year-old man. Oh, yeah, when he had, like, he had the beard sexy. and everything. Yeah, he's sexy, sexy old man. Yeah. Now he's just sexy Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? I was gonna say Sam Neill having the 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 stare that he has. Oh yeah, he looks so good. Like he it looks like he lost a lot of weight and yes, like he went does. back to his like Jurassic Park days. Yeah, because he doesn't look a lot much older than what he did in ninety three or ninety. No, yeah. he looks like, like he looked progression. He looked like yeah, he looked like this dude has now continued to do what he's been doing. Um, but yeah, that that Mexico scene. I think it takes place in Mexico. With oh, that was, that was in Italy. No, I think it's Mexico. Oh, it looked it looked like Europe. Well, how the fuck did these dinosaurs get to Italy, bro? Dude, why not? <laughs> why not? Dude, how they, they get can they? fly there, man. Why not? How did the raptor get to Italy, dude? Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> they can't get on a boat. You're talking about for, they can't for get how many hours? Listen, man. If the T the T Rex came to San Francisco, 
They brought him on a boat. How do you know someone did? We don't know Look, where the these dinosaurs are going. The clone girl let these dinosaurs lose. Oh, 100%. They're like me. And they... <laughs> That's how she's out You travel to Mexico. I did see a Mexican flag there. Yeah, you okay. could try. Yeah, the, I believe that it's Mexico. Yeah. I don't know why. My, my brain. I thought I it was the way Spain. I looked at Listen, it. man. If you see, if a oh, dinosaur, okay, I thought it was Spain. If a dinosaur is trying to get on an airplane, you're telling me right now you're going to be the person's like, no, don't you're come on this airplane. Come never, on in, sir. Seat a eight, dinosaur. Thirty-two B. You've never seen Jurassic Park three when Alan wakes up on the Alan and a raptor's right there. No, that wasn't a dream. That was real. Listen, man, it's the same thing with what our like for day job. If somebody came up to me and it's like. Give me all your money, yo. Take the money. I don't care. If a Jurassic, if a if a dinosaur <laughs> came on to me, dinosaur. and I worked at the airport, and the and the dinosaur's like, let me through. I'd be like, right this, right this way. Uh, no, no patting down. Yeah, I'll pat you down. See, thirteen A. That's you. Yeah, sit right first there. First class. Yeah, <laughs> first class. First class. Yeah, I put a dinosaur in first class right away. Yeah, you. But here's the thing: we know already in the society that there's some shady ass people. People were bidding on these dinosaurs. They were definitely taking them back to their countries to do experiments on. Oh, yeah. So they're definitely some worldwide. Uh, dinosaurs happen. it's jurassic world not jurassic north america okay jeez anthony god you idiot i'm sorry if i ruined you know your your idea of jurassic world but no man i, I want dinosaurs in italy i want dinosaurs in your home country and you're you don't want to give me that what if the jurassic what if the i would keep wanting to come to jurassic park what if the dinosaurs you don't want to call the dinosaurs no. what if the dinosaurs like start talking like jared leto yeah <laughs> hey, how's it they I, roar I, I in an Italian they accident. They are in Italy. They're enjoying the food. They're enjoying the weather. Yeah, they're not bothering Imagine people. Imagine a there. raptor with this giant claw just spooling up some spaghetti. Yeah, it's an image that I can't get out of my head now. I'll be disappointed. This movie will be bad if it's not in it. That's what is this movie's about? Like, let's let's kind of ground this. Where 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 do you think this movie? Is gonna go. Let's let's ground the dinosaur movie. Yes, I think they're gonna. They're, they're, <laughs> no, it's true. They're yeah, not gonna get the, rid of the dinosaurs, but they're gonna find a way to live in peace with them in harmony. How how can you live in peace where when you have an animal or creatures that are higher in the food chain than you? Again, I know we live with crocodiles and bears and lions and tigers and all of these. Oh my! Oh my! That are just are will will rip us to shreds if they could. Mm. But like dinosaurs are actively on the prowl. Yeah. Like, if, if I saw a T-Rex rolling down the street right now, yeah, I'll be a little scared. Yeah, my car's gone. You know? all We're, we're in danger. Yeah. Dude, that's... Yeah. Wh- where does this movie end? You're right, because they this movie is also being marketed as the end of the trilogy. The, the epic end, conclusion. The epic conclusion to the Jurassic Park saga. Is this the last Jurassic Park movie? Hell no. Or For a while. We, or do we go into space? It's the next uh, big thing. Dinosaurs in Are space. Are you telling me right now there is not a chance of Vin Diesel rolling up? And be like, get, get in, in, familia. And then he's with Roar. a raptor in the car. <laughs> Letting a raptor or chill it in the back of the charger. We talked about this before. We like we know that there is a chance that Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious franchises might mesh together. Yeah. We know, they could easily be in the same worlds. They could easily be in the same universes. There's been nothing telling us they're not. So until they confirm they're not, until we see... A Jurassic again, correct? I don't think we have, and I've seen a lot of the fanta- the sorry, the Fast and the Furious films. We've never seen Jurassic Park referenced in those movies. So it goes to say that if it's not referenced as a movie, then it might be a real place in it. Will Steven Spielberg ever come back to direct a Jurassic Park? No, no, he's done. He's not a franchise guy like this anymore. I would love to see Colin Trevorrow come back yeah. and direct either a different movie or I like I don't want I don't want the Jurassic Park movies to end. No, but Jurassic Park movies are fantastic. What's wrong with them? They're maybe dinosaurs. maybe they do a series. But now they're it's a different story now because they're taking they're living in 
our real world like they, they and they're also being in like they're be, they're they're being put in a world that they don't know while other animals like bears and crocodiles they know that they they live in the swamp or they live in the forest they know where they belong they know where they belong well dinosaurs haven't they evolved to yeah. know that so now they're gonna just roam wherever they want and that's actually a big plot point whatever is in front of them that's a big plot point of so i just rewatched jurassic world because i was so excited about this trailer with the indominus rex is that like owen grady saying like it's only ever known captivity so it's seeing everything for the first time now and now these dinosaurs are seeing everything for the first mm-hmm. time now and we're getting really the the expansion of the promise of what does a dinosaur look like in these cities do you right? do we communicate with them you know, like, do we have Alan. like an, an inhibitor that w- then we could talk to dinosaurs? That was my first, like, when I watched Jurassic, uh, Jurassic, um, the Parker world world, the first, the first one, not okay. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. And there was this scene with the Raptors and Chris Pratt's character and he's on the bike and the Raptors are like, kind of like following him. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought, Owen, <laughs> I thought they were, commu- I thought they're like, they had a, a single mission together yeah. that they had to conclude. I'm like, what if dinosaurs and humans lived with one another and had like some sort of we, communication? We saw like in um, we saw in uh, Power of the Raptor, <laughs> Power of the Raptor in War for the Planet of the Apes. The humans were using gorillas and they would call them donkeys, um, and they they would use them, and the gorillas would help the humans, right? Because they were those were the gorillas that were loyal to Koba. I'm like, maybe we see people start using dinosaurs and they found a way to control them and they can communicate with them. Well, you see Owen's character riding around on a pack of the, I'm usually very good with dinosaur names. You were, where's that one that you were like, yeah, oh, that's a Yeah, that's the one. My cousin loves dinosaurs. So he always, he's, he's six years old and he's always quizzing me on them and he can say all their names. Yeah. So that's why I'm pretty, you call him Glockosaurus. No, Glockosaurus is a dinosaur with guns for hands. That's the wrong movie, man. Oh yeah. That's a different, that's directed by Antoine Fuqua. That's training. (laughs) That's Jurassic day for for sure, man. Uh, no, this, I, I said Dilophosaurus. Oh, okay. I thought I heard Glockosaurus. Glockosaurus. Well, what, what would the dinosaur be? The back of the head is a gun? Like, oh, no, my he just, God. He, carry, he has a little belt, and he has a couple of Glocks <laughs> as well. A couple of Glocks, too, just, right? T-Rex. T-Rex arms. Pow, pow, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> pew. Uh, uh, yeah, we're really excited for Jurassic World. I yeah. think it's safe to Can say. Can I make a prediction? You may. At sure. the end of this film, I think the next versions of Jurassic Park are going to be dystopian stories. Of how these dinosaurs have taken over Jurassic Planet. Oh, it's kind of sounds like the same thing as Jurassic World, but I like it. Jurassic Planet of the Apes. I want that. I want that now. I really want a movie where the like, dinosaurs have they come and destroyed Earth. Yeah, because we went full oh, circle. Let, let's 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 be honest. They they kind of blew their load in terms of the namings of these movies. Because it's like Jurassic Park is nice and small, and then Jurassic World is massive. But, but, they build, they, but again, they're building up to it. Yeah, right? it's like Disney World, Jurassic World. What could be bigger than Jurassic World? And that's why I no longer doubt the science and the faithfulness of Jurassic World. Because everyone kept saying, you don't think people would learn and not open up? Like, after we this pandemic, learn. like everyone's stupid. I don't... I don't there's no, there's, I'll, there'll never the be anything. Anymore. There's no movie that you could show me now where that where humanity acts stupid. Day after tomorrow, Contagion. Yeah, all of these movies where people are like, they're fiction. Now, they're, they're I'm like, they're, they are, they are accurate. Yeah, those accurate. are, those are, those is are it, in it, the history books. Isn't now. that crazy? Like movies that we then like we watch as kids and like we see like wow, that's that's never gonna happen. 
and then they start to happen. Yeah. It's like it's almost like we're magically making these things happen. Yeah. Like even like a lightsaber. Like growing up, like thinking about a lightsaber, that's that can never be a weapon. Yeah. They're fucking making a lightsaber. They're going to make a lightsaber look at, in our like, time. The way our phones are now, that we could like video call. Like even us growing up, did you ever picture us like video calling whether we're not feeling like some piece of science fiction? And yeah. it's so weird. And we're not we're not old. <laughs> no. It's like it's it's we're, so not, we're young so men. We're young. If you say if you say to me that there is some scientist who's going to build a fucking dinosaur yeah i want to see that shit happen i want to i want to see a dino i want to see a t-rex in my lifetime we'll like if it was real last a billion well. years ago we can make it real now yeah grow it figure it out build it plant it i don't care if it costs a million humans Money is <laughs> not dollars yeah. humans wait, 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 wait hold on play <laughs> it only eats humans okay we'll see uh, uh some other trailers this no week, expense uh we got the first look at Jordan Peele's Nope. 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 So not nope. a planet Earth. Uh, very kind of hard to tell what's happening in this trailer. Yeah. I think people will dissect it based on the sounds and, you know, Shay, you're mentioning you hear the monkey sounds and the horse whinnies and uh, like that's what a horse, the horse whinny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, um, Winnie? Winnie? Winnie the, the Pooh? Uh, we see a lot of diff- different kind of just flashes of things happening. But we don't really know what's going on. Yeah, a very typical Jordan Peele fashion of, uh, which I like that you know it's just tone, it's just visuals, and it's that's it. Any other thoughts on this trailer, Anthony? I'm I'm definitely curious. Like if we go back to our what we're predict, like what our um, movie year looks like, this is definitely a curiosity or probably yeah. a watch. cautiously apt optimistic. I would watch this yeah. for sure. Because it like anything from Jordan Peele is going to be original and it's going to be something new and it's yes. gonna, something you've never seen. Yeah, and usually it's 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 a good film. Yes. Um. So he hasn't yeah. made a bad movie. And yet. this is gonna. It right. seems like I want to say it's an alien type of horror. Right. Because it's you know, his signs. It looks like it's, Kiki it's Palmer his does jump in the fucking air like. Like she's being abducted. Yeah, she's being abducted into apart, some ripped into the air. So it looks like a tornado or something. Yeah. We'll see. And it's uh, like a cloud that looks like a kite. It, it almost seems like Jordan Peele's kind of going down the road of Shyamalan, but in a much better fashion. Yeah, he's like Shyamalan, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock, but you know, we're, he's because like this thing. is his signs. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, another movie that has to deal with like kind of aliens and time travels, The Adam Project. So this is a big Netflix film. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Gardner reteaming after being together in Thirteen, going on Thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also have Ryan uh, Reynolds in this. Uh, I know you two weren't too hot on this trailer, but. Actually, there was something about it I really liked. I liked that it felt like a Spielberg movie of the '80s, mm-hmm. uh, where like you have this character Ryan Reynolds coming, meeting his younger self, and they have to go on a mission together, and they find their his dad. Um, I like that, and I like the cast of this movie. I just hope it's good. That's right. my that's my biggest thing. Give me a great movie. It's right. coming out soon. We know some people have seen it already, and they've liked it. Um, I actually liked the way this trailer was put together, and um, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for it. I don't think for me it's not the movie, more of Ryan Reynolds. I think I just don't, You think just like an oversaturation I, of Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, I just can't buy into him as an actor anymore. I think he's overstayed his welcome. It's weird. It's like I don't it's, it's, like I think it's watching just movies with him in it. Because we've gotten a lot of the same of thing for sure. He doesn't he's not a character actor, like he doesn't even try to be different. But I think I think at least in this trailer. It, I didn't get as many as the Ryan Reynolds isms. Yeah, quiet. He's quieter. more. It felt like he was more reserved, more like funny, but like 
naturally funny. It didn't feel like he was like telling a joke like, well, this is like a orgasm in my mouth or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Like it, like that was a free guy it just joke. Reminds me, like, yeah. like this GQ model all the time. Like you just Ben Wilder. You know, like yeah. you see him like that, I get it. And I just can't get him out of that mindset. For sure. And and I don't want him to always just be Deadpool in every movie. Right. Red notice, free guy. Uh and just copy witty, bit, you know, constantly witty. Like constantly, this yeah. is the Ryan Reynolds joke. But this movie actually gave me hope, directed by Sean Levy, who directed Free yeah. Guy, um, and Big Fat Liar, great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we'll see. I mean, we don't have to, this is coming out March 11th, so mm-hmm. this is coming up very soon. Uh, we got another look at Sonic the Hedgehog two. We got a lot more Knuckles in this trailer, a lot more Jim Carrey with the Doctor Eggman mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other trailers stand out to you guys that you want to talk about? I really dug the the Men trailer. Uh, Alex Garland and oh the A24 film the A24 film it was creepy it was creepy yeah I just hope like I didn't like Annihilation 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 I was a big fan of that film Um, I think there's some moments in Annihilation that are really good and really creepy but overall the film wasn't for me Uh, Annihilation is one of those movies that yeah I I wasn't a fan of the movie but visually I think it's beautiful Uh, I also think that that scene with the bear and the cabin is like ingrained in my head in terms of just the sound design and how unsettled and genuinely unnerved I was yeah. watching that. Like that Easily. is like, that's like etched within me. Yeah. And it's I not a movie I ever think about, but that, that scene. scene. I haven't watched it. Yeah. I, I think, I, I feel like you'll like it, I Anthony, like but it, I think, yeah. I think you'll also be like, this is a weird movie. Yeah. Especially the ending. Very strange. But, but men, very high concept. Yeah. Very high concept. But, but men, like it looks creepy like it looks like it'd be good i don't know something thing about did it was you, did you see the poster it kind yeah, of looks like, like a skull a, a skull of like yeah, a man. yeah looks cool i thought that was i thought that was like uh, on point which was really good um it was a cool trailer um again i love ex machina i think that's such a great movie so i think that's why i'm very excited for this i'm actually excited for sonic the hedgehog 2 because i haven't watched so- i haven't watched any sonic but that trailer just it brings me to a point where it's like man that's sonic it's- on the big screen but like proper it's sonic it, the, you have tails you have knuckles and it just looks good and i hope the mario movie is like this because it's doing this could be probably the best video game movie in terms of all the video game movies it's possible and what i think with this movie's embracing that it lo- this movie looks a lot more sonic movie than the first one oh, did yeah. because the first one oh, was yeah. like human and sonic character where this one looks like it's just like Yo, we're going full force green zone, like green zone, like we're like full on Sonic now. Yeah. And I hope it just leans into that more because the worst parts of the first movie were all the human related stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime it was just Sonic, I'm like, this is, this is fun. fun. This is yeah. fun. Uh, but yeah, speaking of video game movies, we won't have long to wait because we have Uncharted coming out this week. Uncharted. Was that you who changed it? Uncharted. Yeah. Because it's Mark Wahlberg, you know? Oh. <laughs> Marky Mark. I thought I spelled it wrong, but I'm like, Uncharted. 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 Uh, yeah, Uncharted's coming out this week. We are seeing it this week as well, too. It it actually made a lot of money in, overseas. And just in UK, it's opened up. Right? Yeah, it made $28 million. Wow. More tea than the English can drink. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Like, it made more money than the, than the number one movie of this, of, of the domestic box. It's true. Have. I'm weirdly excited to see what this movie is going to be. We won't have too long to wait. I think it's going to be fun. It's not going to be a, probably a good movie, but it'll be fun. It's not winning an Oscar. I think, <gasps> I think it's going to be a good film. And that's it. like it's gonna be yeah, yeah be that fun. was fun like I'll buy it I'll watch it it's not like whoa you should watch it for this scene or watch it for that scene or for his performance like that type of joy. idea I think it's gonna be it's joy just, yeah yeah joyful uh, Shay you quickly mentioned about how it made more money than the movies that we had opening up here 
Uh, Death on the Nile came in number one this weekend with 12.8 million. It's a big drop, though, from what Murder on the Orient Express made. Uh, Jackass Forever opened up second with 8 million. Uh, Marry Me came in third with 8 million as well. Uh, fourth was Spider-Man No Way Home. Hey, look, there's a an Oscar-nominated movie in the making, maybe. Well, it was nominated for one Oscar, but right. not Best Picture. And uh, then in fifth place, Blacklight, which is $3.6 million. Daniel, do you want uh, a Moonfall update? Let's get a Moonfall update, yeah. Okay. Moonfall is at number seven with $2.8 million. Yeah. And how much did it cost to make? 150 Yeah. And re- and uh, Roland Emmerich put up his own money for it? And so right now, I, I think it's only at, what, $15 million so far? And it made a hundred, it, was, it, was, it cost 140 to make, $140 yeah. million to make, and it's only made $15 million so far. It's just funny, you know? Again, not to, not to shit on Roland Emmerich. Again, I love a lot of his movies. Uh, well. Two of his movies. Two of his movies I really, really like, yeah. Um, don't, don't come out dissing marvel movies man because people aren't going to go see yours don't diss canada <laughs> don't diss marvel yeah you diss canada first and foremost and you diss marvel movies yeah and you're saying they're all the same there's nothing new i'm like dude you've been making you the same only movie made disaster films yeah what if rolling. what if the disaster what if the moon ended what if the world ended yeah. what if the white house he's he's up? like there's this there's a sequence i remember in like the old family guy seasons like season one or two or three where stephen king is just talking about all the things that can make become scary that's rolling emory like oh yeah what if Oh man, what if the lights ended? Oh yeah, what if this ended? Like, dude, we just, get it. Just, just blow up the earth, man, yeah. in a movie. That's all you want to do. Oh, what is going on here? We may sound a little different, but we are continuing our trailer conversation here. Uh, Anthony, before I hit record, uh, you did say that there was a poor showing of Hollywood tonight. Now, the Los Angeles Rams did win the Super Bowl. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the game. Uh, but what, what what did you mean by that? Because I literally just want to. I want this to be as jarring of an intro as possible, and it's such a random drop in our episode. What did you mean by Hollywood poor performance tonight? Yeah, we didn't we didn't get a lot of trailers. We we just got um, Disney. We got Disney's Doctor Strange. Or Disney Marvel's, showed up tonight. Disney for showed sure. up. They showed up with two or three trailers, and then we got Amazon Prime, um, Lord of the Rings, Power of the Rings. Um. But that's it. Like it, it was shocking to not have more trailers or movies showing. I think we. Oh, sorry, there was Nope. Nope, I did see. Nope. Yeah, we did get the Nope. Uh, we got the Nope teaser. But what I was going to say in response, literally before I'm like, no, let's just start recording it. Is that I just wish that studios waited to drop their trailers for mm-hmm. Super Bowl time or because like all this week or teasers. You know, like all this week, studios have been dropping their full on big show tv spot and it's left nothing for you to tune in where in previous years we'd have like hey here's a teaser for our trailer that where you're gonna make mm-hmm. sure you tune into the big game to see it um but again like like we were saying disney showed up today and boy did they show up we got a multiverse of madness trailer which we're going to talk about in a second then we also got another look at moon knight which again they're they're showing us stuff that's their next what's next on their slate so we're going into march and we're going into beginning of may um i'm surprised we didn't get anything else tonight so no obi-wan kenobi no thor love and thunder nothing really else from the disney camp other than their next two immediate marvel projects shay how was your what was your thoughts on uh the big games kind of showing tonight in terms of trailers yeah i mean pretty much same as you guys here i think what what kind of bummed me at the most is that there wasn't 
anything new in the sense that, you know, this is the second trailer for Doctor Strange. This is the second or third trailer for Moon Knight. And this is at least the first trailer for, for No, but we saw it yesterday already. So right. I wish we got something that we had just never seen, like just something that we'd be like, right. whoa, this is, they're dropping this right now. Like, mm-hmm. my right. God, like I, I, I was hoping for Obi-Wan. I, I I almost had a feeling like that that was going to be a lock that we definitely see Obi Wan. Um, Lord of the Rings definitely was the only thing that we really hadn't seen other than pictures and the title sequence. So that was a, a a beautiful surprise. I just wish there was something more that the other studios brought. We never got anything really from Warner Brothers or Paramount. Really, we got, well, so. we got we, we got like the Batman yes. teaser, and then they've been they've been kind of like tweeting all night as well too. Right. But I mean, nothing like new. Things, that's but again, sorry, that's they're, they're nothing new. And again, Batman is three weeks out at this point. Yeah. So it's like, what, what, why are we going to spend money on a TV spot? We already, we already know that you bought tickets for it. Yeah. Even though they, you know? they did spend money on a TV spot. <laughs> they did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they did. Uh, let's, let's talk about them. So we did get, uh, before the game started, we got that full length light year trailer, which we spoke about a little bit earlier in the show. I think this movie looks phenomenal. Uh, we also got another teaser for the bad guys, which is the animated film coming out. Is that a DreamWorks movie? I think it is a DreamWorks movie. It feels like a DreamWorks yeah, movie. Yeah, so it looks it looks like a fun movie. It yeah. looks fun. It does look fun, yeah. Um and then we got that surprise drop. So we got that Doctor Strange poster that dropped, which if you look at it compared to the first Doctor Strange tri- uh poster, it's the same sanctum window in the background, but this time everything's kind of broken and we see parts of mu- the multiverse is kind of breaking through, which is really cool to see the connection to the first movie in this one. And then we got the trailer that dropped and boy what a trailer that was like i think we weren't expecting the relevations we got in this teaser and again full-on spoilers at this point so this uh i wish this was the first look at this movie we got if you rewind the clocks back to december for the post credit scene in um spider-man no way home i remember we were talking about how the doctor strange trailer was almost too much where we wish they almost held back a little bit and only showed us the the clip of strange visiting wanda right and we get this trailer that looks phenomenal this visually looks stunning um we get the title card from director sam raimi which i think is awesome to see marvel market a movie with a director's name attached to it like we saw for eternals with chloe zhao and we get the big revelation. Who do we? Whose voice do we hear in this trailer? Oh, it was without a doubt. As soon as I heard that voice, I'm like, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. They're bringing back Tobey Maguire again for another <laughs> for another movie. No, I mean, hearing Patrick Stewart's voice, it, it's indistinguishable. To hear that yeah. voice, you know his cadence. You know everything about him. There wasn't even a second I had to think about anybody else. But if they already brought this big of a gun out in a trailer. I can only imagine what they have set up. Some real big horror elements as well set up in this teaser trailer. Like there's some genuinely scary moments. And then when you, when we saw the TV spot as well, like we see like Wanda, like a zombie version of Wanda and a zombie version of Dr. Strange. And we see some like really scary imagery in this. We see Wong kicking some mask in America Chavez. And it looks like we see Wanda fighting a variant or uh, some type of version of Monica Rambo as well. Um, and we get a lot of Wanda in this trailer. So I think it really is setting Wanda up to be some type of antagonist in this film because she she gives that speech to Strange where it's like, you know, every time you mess with reality, you're a hero. But when I do it, I'm the bad guy. 
And it's like, I, I love that it's setting up that dynamic and Wanda looks really scary. Mm-hmm. I love, like, especially after watching WandaVision and seeing the lead up to this, it's so cool what what her trajectory in the MCU where she, like, when she was introduced, she was just kind of like this background character. She was just there. And now we're really seeing what the Scarlet Witch is going to be doing. Anthony, what did you think of the trailer? Yeah, I thought it was really, um, it surprised me with all the, the footage that they shown and just the pacing of the trailer was so well done, um, especially because you're, it's during the Super Bowl, right? So you only have so much time, and every minute or every second counts. Every uh, second is money. But yeah, it was it was shocking to see or hear uh, Professor Xavier, and you see Ultron bots, and you know there's more characters that we won't we don't see yet because there are there's like some sort of hidden society. Uh, Illuminati, baby, we, we're getting the Illuminati in this movie. There's no doubt. Yeah. And if that's the case, that, that, you know, that's, that's, that's some, that's a crazy amount of people, um, that we're including in the Illuminati. And I think the Illuminati came out like what in the 2010s time? In the 2000s. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I remember it was like Namor and it was Professor X and it was Black Panther. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Iron Man. Iron Man. So it's like, we're getting like these characters now, um, and who knows, like we could be seeing a variant of Iron Man on this roster. Yeah. Like it could be Robert Downey Jr. There's that rumor going around that it's Tom Cruise who's gonna be like superior Iron Man. Like this this movie looks like it's gonna be pulling all the stop like there's whole pulling no stops in it, where it's just gonna go batshit crazy and give us everything. And now we're seeing uh, like Patrick Stewart. We know he is a mutant. Is this how we're going to get mutants? Are mutants going to be variants? Like, I'm really curious to see what Marvel's plans are to incorporate just the mutant characters. Are we getting Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in this movie in some capacity? in some capacity? There's there's no rules anymore. No. Well, what we know for sure is how big a part What If plays in the whole Marvel universe now because we we are seeing characters from the What If TV series show up. We have yes. the alternate version or we'll say evil version of Doctor Strange. Um, I know the, Daniel, the zombie Wanda. As zombie well Wanda. You pulled, Daniel, you pulled up like in the poster there's um, Oh, Peggy Carter Shields. Peggy Carter Shields. So yeah, that was uh, Shay who sent that. That was me, you racist. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was Daniel because Daniel's the one who catches those things. Shay just doesn't catch <laughs> He them. read it. He I, read I, it in my voice. He's like, yeah, Shay's voice sounds white yeah. in the chat too. Shay who texts is like a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a white guy. I'm a white guy unless you look at me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's cool because I think this movie will really like sum up the past year and a half of disney plus series and and movies that you've seen and how big of event that we're going to get into next so that's really cool that's pretty cool and i do like wanda i think she's a woman on a mission and maybe that mission isn't the mission that you expect a hero to go on she might be very reckless in her behavior sure that's very different she's like yeah it's like she has no she's she has no fucks to give anymore. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. And and that's the thing, you know, she already took a, a city hostage. I mean, what else is she going to be doing? You mm-hmm. know, and I think now that she's going to be looking into the multiverse and we got, we got a name drop of vision in this as well too, because you know, strange asks Wanda, like, what do you know about the multiverse? And she's like, you know, Viz always said that that shit's crazy. 
you know and <laughs> i think that i think that's that, that i think that's sean right there that was that was me sean who <laughs> said bitch that shit's crazy <laughs> um but yeah this looks awesome any other thoughts on dr strange before we move on to uh moon knight no um how right. long do you think this movie is four hours got it's i wouldn't be surprised if it's two and a half plus like i think i think like look at spider-man spider-man was 240 245 239 i think right 239 batman's going to be a three-hour movie i would not be surprised if they went you know what we could do whatever we want end game was three hours i think this is a big enough event that they could do two and a half hours plus and we'll watch all of it crazy that this is only three months away like mm-hmm. It's, it's like less than three months away at this point mm-hmm. uh we also got a, a new trailer from moon knight which is really cool to see i don't think we were expecting to see another moon knight trailer given that we just got one a couple weeks ago but uh what did you guys think of this shay i'll get you to start us off we got some great new looks at moon knight in this very cool looks at moon knight um yeah i mean this is kind of like a build-up almost like a continuation of that last trailer you know really showed us a little bit more into what we're going to be seeing there was a lot more just of, of an idea as to how badass Moon Knight is really going to be. A lot, the visuals look really cool, and it really does look unlike any of the other MCU shows, even though we're only in year two of the MCU shows. Yeah, definitely. But even then, I mean, like, we're getting a comic-accurate costume. Like, I think this is Marvel's... Sh- this is Marvel going, you know what? We don't own Batman, but we're going to do a character that is as dark and as like has a cool cape and just the hood and just has the white eyes and like this i know moon knight isn't the same type of character as batman but like visually i think when you see a character like that working in the nighttime with like a cape and a cowl like you can't think of anything other than batman but then we're getting the performance from oscar isaac we're getting his different personalities we had that picture come out this week where it's mr knight in his like white suit which looks so dope uh i don't think we're ready for the roller coaster that the show is going to be um anthony what do you think of the moon knight trailer yeah, I, I dug it. I we we got we got to see more Moon Knight in action, and we got to see his do- his really cool looking Moon Knight cape or Moon. Oh, so cape. cool! Like the way he jumps in the air and it just kind of forms, very Batman like. Makes yeah, it makes like a crescent moon as yeah. well too. It looks awesome. Or the Wu Tang logo as well. Like it looks dope. I'm not a big fan of his eyes because I don't like his white eyes all the time. It just scares. It's just a scary thing to it's, see. It's unsettling for it's sure. Very unsettling. Um. But yeah, it was cool. Like we know that this character is going to have some sort of mental episodes where a lot of a lot of like wildness going to going to happen to him. So I'm I'm I wonder where how his character forms out and how it portray, how he portrays the Moon Knight and going further into the Marvel universe because he is a, a he is a crazy dude. I don't want to use the word crazy, but he is crazy. Like that these split personality disorder. He's he's dealing with multiple things happening to him. So um he's always the the guy who's beating you. He's very much like the punisher in the sense that he's vengeful. Uh I also really like that, you know, there's also the possibility that maybe we see blade show up in the show mm-hmm. you know we know blade is we we, we know who's playing him marshall Ali's playing him we heard his voice at the end of eternals and now there's a chance that we may see him get his debut in a moon knight show um some other trailers that we uh that we got this week as well too uh sorry during the super bowl we got another look at house of dragon 
which is the Game of Thrones spinoff. Um, any any thoughts on that, guys? Uh, I don't watch any Game of Thrones, but I think this is a lot of people have been looking forward to a, a spinoff series of the of the show. So maybe it's something I can kind of dive into when it comes out. But it's it's not what we it's not compared to what we saw, which is in the very in the same realm of like fantasy. I don't even think it comes close to that. No. Uh, Shay, how about yourself? Uh, Game of Thrones, big fan. I know you are. <laughs> big fan. I mean, I've, I've done what up to season three, I think. And um, I, from what I understand, season eight was universally disliked by most people. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, people wanting to dive back into Game of Thrones. I wonder if they're going to be forgiving and wanting to go back in. So, so let's see this. Uh, it, it did nothing for me, but I'm sure for the fans there, there might be some level of excitement. I'd hope. Awesome. Uh, and then finally during the Super Bowl, we got our first trailer for the, the Lord of the Rings, the rings of power. Uh, this looks like a very expensive show. Uh, Anthony, I knew, I know you really love the trailer. I want you to get, I want you to start us off. Yeah, this this trailer it is a it is very much a teaser, but we get to see some really cool things. Um, one thing that really stood out to me was that they didn't go a different path in terms of how these characters look or the how the world looks. It just felt very familiar familiar to the original Lord of the Rings. Um, a lot of the co- costume design, even down to the landscapes and the the. Uh, how orcs or trolls look and how um, dwarves look. They look very similar to what we know of Lord of the Rings. So I, I like that. I like how they kept that Peter Jackson feeling to it. Definitely. Um, definitely. Visually, it looks fantastic. It, it was like, whole, when I was watching, I'm like, my God, this is going to be a TV series, eight episodes, $250 million. If we can divide that by eight, that's a lot of money per episode. So that is a lot of hobbit feet. Yeah. And we don't even know how long these episodes are. They're definitely not, not going to be 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minute long. episodes. <laughs> They're really expensive episodes. <laughs> they have to be very short. Um, but yeah, like it just looked visually cinematic to me. Um, yeah. And then we get to, to really, I think this story really focuses on. Um, Gal- it's the second age, right? Second age, Galadriel. Galadriel's character, and I believe how the Rings of Power became into play. Um, so I think there's a lot of adventures there that we're going to experience. Characters that are going to be fantastic to see, or we haven't seen Sauron yet, so that's going to be a huge thing because he is part of that universe. He tricks, um the elves into making this ring for him. So there's, there's a lot of story and I know this is going to be like five, five um, seasons long. They invested like a billion dollars into it. So, and most likely a lot of spinoffs as well too. Yeah. A lot of spinoffs. Uh, Shay, how about you? I know you, uh, you were a little bit more vocal in the chat about this. Well, I mean, I, I watched it a couple of times now in, in terms of what I like th- thought about it. I really like how it looks. I think in terms of, Exactly what Anthony said. It looks straight from Peter Jackson. It looks just like we were used to, and you can tell the money is there. I think the only thing that kind of threw me off was the characters in terms of how they looked. Some of them just kind of looked a little too 
pretty at some points. What I liked about Lord of the Rings that Peter Jackson did was the characters always had a rugged look to them sometimes. And and the only really pretty and beautiful characters were the ones that were the elves because they really were meant to be beautiful. Um, so there's just something about that that kind of threw me off of it. But it's, it's, it's not a... It's not a big issue or a really an issue at all until we actually watch the show, but I'm psyched. I mean, I, I can't wait. I, I, I'm I nervous that this is going to be on Amazon because usually they're a bit hit or miss, but sometimes they're shows. Uh, but I'm I'm stoked, man. I love Lord of the Rings, so I'm here for it. Yeah, you know, I, I'm 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 the same with both of you. You know, I'm excited for more Lord of the Rings. We know that the rights for the movies and the games are are up for auction right now too. So there's no doubt in my mind that Amazon is going to be making a play for them because why wouldn't they if they spent this much money developing a show? Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think it looks great, visually beautiful. I'm all I'm down to see more Galadriel and down to see what these characters are going to be up to. Um, and yeah, September. So we have a bit of a wait now t- for this show. Um, but hopefully we'll start to get a lot because even though this, we, we got this trailer, it was a very short trailer and I, I wish we got more in this, in this TV spot. I think we just didn't get a, enough of a palate cleanser to see what these worlds are. But of course it's an expensive show. They're building the CGI and building these worlds still. So I'm assuming, uh, probably by in the summer is when we're going to get our next proper look at this show. Um, any other trailers that stand out to you that we got during the Super Bowl, if any? We're good. Yeah, no, I, I, okay. I, I would say, you know, there was so much opportunity for movies to showcase themselves, especially because Lord yeah. of the Rings is coming out in September. We know Doctor Strange is coming out in May, so there was there was there was a whole bunch of movies that didn't show up, like Thor, Do you think- Obi Wan. Even do you think studios are do you think studios are scared right now in case of you know of movies having to push their release dates or like why are we going to spend money and lose more money for a super bowl ad versus us just like saving it until we know for certain our movie's going to be coming out do you think there's a bit of anxiety with that still i don't know maybe i like i know it does like right now it doesn't make sense to have to to pour all that money out for a 30 second ad during the Super Bowl because they'll get more views via YouTube. Yeah, on a Monday morning. Paying <laughs> a cent, you know? Yeah. So even though the Super Bowl is such a big event, it's not a worldwide event. Not everyone in the world watches it, but. No, not at all. It it's on, a very American focused event. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, and it might be that time where we might not see trailers like we used to or hope to see in the you know, during these, these shows, I think yeah. that, that time period is gone. Even the commercials yeah. weren't even. Nothing super special. Yeah. You, and I, and it, unless you, what, sorry, unless you like quest trade. <laughs> yeah. Unless you like quest trade here. Um, but yeah, one thing I was going to say, like, like you said, Anthony, like we look at events like DC fandom, we look at events at D 23, we look at everyone. We don't see really E three existing anymore because every studio, every, maker of content and movies and shows and games they want to have their own marketing events they want to have their own marketing beats they don't want to get lost in the in the just the the storm that is the super bowl where there's people talking about the game people talking about the halftime show people talking about everything else let's save our money let's drop our trailer when we want to and then people will talk about it it's not going to get lost in the shuffle um one thing i I did want to talk about and shay you just sent this to our chats um as we were recording this episode uh ivan reitman has passed away the ghostbusters director and 
producer for countless films. He passed away suddenly at the age of 75. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is shocking news. This is absolutely shocking news. I was literally just talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife today uh, with my family, and this is very shocking to see. Um, there's a statement that was put out. Our family is grieving the unexpected loss of a husband, father, and grandfather who taught us to always seek the magic in life. Children, Jason Reitman, Catherine Reitman, and Caroline Reitman said in a joint statement, we take comfort that his work as a filmmaker brought laughter and happiness to countless others around the world. While we mourn privately, we hope those who knew him through his films will remember him always. Um, wow. Uh, I know this is very just off the cuff, uh, Shay. Uh, I saw your reaction seeing this news pop in. Um, what's your immediate take on this news? It uh, it really it really just um, surprised the hell out of me. It, it, I I saw it like the notification come in, and I was like, "Whoa!" And I think you guys were talking about a trailer or something, and it it threw me off. And I mean, uh, as I recall, that you know the family's from Toronto as well, so. Yes. Th- this is this is a this is a huge huge loss to the community as well. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, Ivan Reitman, Jason Reitman, they're they're fantastic filmmakers, and Ivan has you know he paved the way for so many people and introduced us to Bill Murray. So I, it, it it's definitely sad. And uh, man, this this year is has taken already some great, great people from us. And it's mm-hmm. a, you know, my thoughts go out to the family, the Reitman family, and I hope they get through this time. Uh, Anthony, how about yourself? Yeah, it's, it's like, this is so, it's shocking. Like, I didn't expect, you don't expect these people to die, but like, just how it happened, because he has like two productions or at least one production in the works. Um, it's just, it's so sad when it's so sudden and it's not expected um and he's also like for us he's canadian so we have a a a connection with him through that and his son as well being a canadian director as well it's it's tough i i grew up on a lot of his films kindergarten cop and uh ghostbusters even junior and and (laughs) yeah uh the twins those are those are movies that i remember watching as a child so this is this is super sad to to hear and my um my condolences go out to the family it's um yeah it's 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 hard you know to put into words with with any you know anyone who's touched our lives and especially when they've touched our lives through the world of film um you know those who die like they never really leave us but we it's it's hard to say goodbye to them and know that they won't be able to contribute anything to the world in terms of um, content that they make or films that they make. But the work that they leave behind, as we always say, like that is that is there for us to always remember them by. Um, but definitely a big loss, and I'm I'm sure one um, that we will be talking about a lot on next week's episode of the movie podcast. But wow, that was um, that's very sad news to to end off how excited we were for the trailers and to, and to come here um for those listening to this episode i i uh, for all of us this is going to be a really awkward transition because the next part of the show we don't know anything that just happened so please go along with it we're going to transition as easy as we can back into the main episode uh thanks for listening to this little mini uh inserts for the super bowl trailers but back to the regular show uh let's talk about what we're watching shay i want to get you to start us off 
Sure, I watched the Lego Batman movie because we're getting closer to the Batman, so I wanted to start off with the Lego Batman movie. I think in terms of like just direct like comparison to the one coming out, Lego Batman is the closest to what we're going to be getting in the Easily. Batman, right? Will Arnett is my Batman. Yeah, Will Arnett and Robert Pattinson are very similar. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like this movie. I think when I watched it in theaters as well, I, I enjoyed it, but I had a problem with the pacing in the middle of the film. We actually saw it the same day we saw Get Out, which is funny. Or was it John Wick? I think it was Get Out. Or was it John Wick 2? I think it was John Wick. John Wick 2? Yeah. Because I remember we were like... I'll go to the files while you can Go to the on. files. But uh, I remember feeling the same i watched it again and, and again there's a middle portion of the film that kind of just kind of slows down a bit and it it kind of drags but overall from beginning to end this movie i absolutely loved i i i think it's great i think well it's great i think my biggest issue with this movie other than the pacing i don't like that the ending again i know it's a lego movie mm-hmm. i don't like that it pulls in characters from the universes i rather oh, would right, have right, focused right, right. on batman just batman yeah just batman no, i characters. agree with you yeah we don't need voldemort or sauron or so on and so forth yeah yeah. Um, yeah, we watched Death in the Nile. Our review is up for that. Marry Me, Blacklight, uh, The Righteous Gemstones, um, and Love is Blind Season 2. Uh, I have one episode left, but it's not out yet. So okay. uh, that'll be hopefully soon. And I started watching the Tinder Swindler last night okay. on Netflix. Um, this is a true story based on the man who, well, swindled women over Tinder uh, to get hundreds of thousands of dollars so let's uh let's let's see how it fares uh yeah so you were correct it was john wick chapter two uh we almost saw it five years ago to the day wow but two weeks later we then saw get out this was february right it was february yeah. february 11th we saw wow oh Very wow close. yeah february wow. 11th we saw uh lego batman 2 and then we saw john wick yeah cool that's all for me that's all from you that's anthony cool. That, and that's what that's, that's <laughs> series series a little snarky today uh anthony how about yourself what did you watch this week i watched death on the nile we did watch death on the, nile. the proud family Bl- proud family which will have a review uh in the coming days or we yeah coming days blacklight marry me 2022 winter olympics peacemaker righteous gemstones the book of Boba fett yeah i sorry i also watched peacemaker and book of Boba fett forgot to put them in but yeah they're there uh, Boba Fett ended this week, and this was not the uh, bombastic episodes like we've seen the pre- like episode five and episode six. I still think it was an okay finale. I do think Disney Plus is having an interesting issue with their finales of their show so far, where I think they're they're hitting it, but they're not delivering on like the the what the other episodes have kind of mm-hmm. set up. Where it would have been nice to get like maybe a bigger ending or maybe a bit more of a clearer ending. And I know COVID and things change, but I'm really curious to see what the 2022 slate of shows are going to look like. Right. I liked seeing Boba and Mando fighting together. There's some really cool scenes. Um, but this felt very much like a finale to episodes one to four. than something we kind of got with episodes five and six. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, for myself. Uh, yeah. Peacemaker. Another great episode. I'm really curious to see how the show is going to stick its landing next week. Because if it does stick its landing, I think it has the potential to be one of the greatest uh, superhero series we've gotten. It, it, it's it's so good. I like. I'm upset how good it is. Like it, yeah. it didn't have the right to be this good. And I don't think like I think a lot of people are talking about it, but I'm like we're not giving the show. I think enough credit of That's like this I mean, is this yeah. is just this is just a really well made show. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes. I watched this week too. Again, leading up to the Batman's release, I wanted to watch another Matt Reeves film. Great movie. Very biblical feeling, but. 
yeah like that like the 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 apes trilogy of films is another thing that i don't think gets discussed enough of just how mm-hmm. well made they are even even though the first one wasn't directed by matt reeves uh it was rupert wyatt mm-hmm. um still a, what a great trilogy of films it's a through line throughout all of them um the rights gemstones this week as well too uh really fun episode uh i went back to arkham knight just to play it because it's been one of those things that has been on my list of you need to finish this platinum trophy mm-hmm. and i finally did it after five or six years uh there was like two or three trophies left i finally did it felt great to do uh in preparation of death on the nile which we also watched and we have a review out for watch murder on the orient express for the first time properly um it's fine i mean like it's nothing that i'll i feel like i'll ever revisit but i think there's definitely um some interesting twists and turns in it and it's just like 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 our issues were with death on the nile it just feels like an adaptation from a book. It doesn't feel like anything more or anything new was brought to it, right? Um, Marry Me, Black Lights. Again, we have our reviews out for those. Jurassic World, I mentioned earlier that I watched and uh, Book of Boba Fett. I don't know why I put on Avatar this week. Maybe I was anticipating a trailer at the Super Bowl. It would be cool to see. It would be a good spot to drop a trailer. But I randomly put on Avatar while I was on Disney Plus because I saw it on the main page and I was just like... I'll put it on and I ended up watching it all of it. And you know, Avatar is a good movie and I'm really curious to see if we actually get the sequel this year. Cause who knows? Did you watch it in 3d? I didn't, but I I've watched it in 3d before when I had my 3d TV and it was, uh, it was, a uh, it was an okay experience. Mm. doesn't look the greatest. I'll be honest. I don't think I, I only watched, I think one or two movies in 3d at home on my TV and it was horrible. I like, watched the Yogi bear. Because it came with my Blu-ray player, it came awful. with when I when I bought my TV system, it came with it. TV system, my t- my TV home theater system, it came with the uh, Yogi Bear in 3D, which Classic. is such a bad movie. Yeah, it's such a bad movie. Um, and then we had um, what else did I watch? I watched Avatar in 3D. Mm-hmm. I watched um, Titanic in 3D. Mm-hmm. And I, it also had the feature where you could just put other things in 3D that yeah, don't have to be 3D. Convert them into 3D, and it looks horrible because <laughs> the frame rate's awful uh yeah yeah i did i did days of future past in 3d and i remember such a dark movie to do it too Hugh jackman's ass was in 3d which is great yeah um and the lion king i think i tried playing some was lion king did uh, lion king even release in 3d on at home oh wow had a 3d release at home and uh i played like some ps3 games in 3d in my eyes yeah arkham arkham city i remember having it um yeah that's 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 something again added to the the list of things that we got to talk about in uh on on the show what was the other thing (laughs) i don't know if i wrote it down today yeah oh damn it added to the note <laughs> we have to go back into the <laughs> well, it was a uh, uh, echo chambers echo chambers yeah right, echo, right down echo chambers in 3d could we'll put in a note someone i'll do don't it don't you have don't you have the list uh maybe somewhere oh my god <laughs> i thought you had the list <laughs> yeah but then he moved it he, he said he'll take charge of the list and now he's flopping on us echo See, chambers. I, that's why i don't take charge of anything yeah you don't even do you show up like your uh, mic's not even plugged here, in. Man. <laughs> your mic's not even plugged in right now. <laughs> My mic is the only one that's green. Okay, well, because you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> the show, no, because I was going to say it was such an interesting time because when you wanted a buy, a, even buying Blu-rays back in the day when we were when Shay and I we were hardcore into Blu-ray collecting. Our the if you wanted the best Blu-ray that came with the digital copy, you had to buy the 3D version. Yeah, because you would get. The 3D Blu-ray, you get the Blu-ray, you get the DVD, and you get the digital copy. I am so glad the 3D phase is done. It's done. So, well, it's coming back, I guess, with Avatar. Maybe. It doesn't mean that we'll see it in 3D, right? It doesn't like, mean it. Like, it, it all depends what the theater is going to offer. But with COVID, 
maybe they're not going to offer 3D what glasses. Was the last 3D movie we saw? I was, was it I Lion was, King? Like the 2019 Lion King? I feel mm. like it was. Because we saw Avengers Endgame in 3D as well. Right. I, I want to say we saw in 3D Did the first time, and the second time it wasn't in 3D. Okay. Or I it could have been that. Infinity I War. I believe that. But yeah, because it was like the, the earlier show and the late show wasn't in 3D. Um, yeah. It's been a while. And then again, with COVID, we haven't seen any 3D movies. Yeah. And I'm hoping we don't get them back in theaters because they're no, not fun. They're not fun. They're not fun. Especially for yourself, Shay, as the glasses. Whoa. Wear. For for your for your people as a man of the optically challenged, yes, yeah, they suck. They do they suck. Do suck. Uh, what else did I watch this week? I watched the Godfather Part One and Part Two. Uh, we are getting a 4K re-release next month, and I wanted to watch them one last time in 1080p to see what they look like, so I could appreciate the 4K versions next next month. Do you think you'll notice? I hope so. I hope it's worth the like the the 4K upgrade. Why else would they remaster them? These are 50 year old movies. They're grainy they, as hell. They, they remastered it for 1080p, right? They did, but I'm just yeah. curious to see what the difference is going to be, and that's why I want. I'm like, let me watch them Isn't one last time. In 3D as well. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Mo, Mo Green's eye just <laughs> shot out in 3D. 4D, real D. I just show up. 4D, real D. Just smell pasta. Well, I, in the house. I, we, it's, a, it's a 4D experience right now with Anthony. That's true, Anthony. Yeah. What are your thoughts on The Godfather? Like you, you lived it, right? Yeah, it's a good, good movie. Yeah. Uh, and then I, and then I don't have much to say right now. <laughs> that's an off. That's an off mic. Again, yeah, I do, can't talk about do, it. Do a, my do, parole do, officer said no. Exactly. Uh, and then finally, this week, you know, I've been continuing my rewatch of the Batman series. And I watched Batman Returns. For some reason, I always struggle watching this movie. It's not my people consider it the best of the '90s Batman films. But I, I personally like. It might be at the bottom of my list. I even though it's what? a better movie. Then it's a better movie than Forever and Robin and Batman and Robin. I know it's a better, it's a well-made film. It's a better made film, but Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are more entertaining than Batman Returns because they're bad movies. They're bad movies that are fun, right? They're more entertaining, but Batman Forever, is, sorry, Batman Returns is still a, it's a good movie, but I just struggle. It's a long movie and there's so it's much very daunting. It's very, it's just very dark and just there's so much happening in it, and I get why Warner Brothers like they've done later on they get cold feet with the direction they're taking characters and we'll see which is interesting because the batman also looks like a very dark movie but it looks like a movie that's going to be well made yeah some uh, hot takes out there for you uh anything else you want to talk about this week guys before we wrap it up no nope it's been a week no i'm good it's been a week we talked about oscar nominations we got some super bowl trailers again we're playing some time traveling right now so could you believe what they showed at the Super Bowl this year? I was shocked that we saw everyone, every cameo from Doctor Strange. Everything. Doctor Strange Even the ending. Even, Even the, the ending. ending. <laughs> showed us a four-hour-long trailer. They gave us everything, you know? And a four-hour-long trailer, that's only 5% of the movie. How much is a four-hour four trailer during the Super Bowl? Let's, we could, like a billion dollars. So, so it's, I think a 30-second spot is, what, $6 million this year? Yeah. So if you multiply that $12 million a minute, 12 million times 60 times four. That's a that's a lot of money to be spent. I already stopped listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, were, you, did, you, were, you were shouting a numbers times what? <laughs> one, <laughs> one plus one. I, I'm scared to calculate. We'll let you calculate on your end, uh, listener. Thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast this week. As always, you can catch a brand new episode every single Monday, and watch out throughout the week for review episodes and all the latest movies and series. This week we will have reviews out for Uncharted. Proud Family and Dog and maybe anything else that pops up this week. So make sure you follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd so you don't miss a thing. Don't forget you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show 
at hello at the moviepodcast.ca. Before we wrap up, I just want to say again, we are on a hunt right now to hit 200 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We are 50 away in Canada. If you, your friends, your loved ones, your family, if they have iPhones, just kindly ask them, hey, there's a show I really like to support. Let's give them five stars. It would mean the world to us. I promise you, if we get Rotten Tomatoes accreditation, we'll do something really big to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Really, really big to celebrate. So please help us reach our goal. Uh, and uh, we apologize in advance if we start to get really annoying on social media asking you. So again, make sure you're following us at the movie podcast wherever because it's going to be worth it. I promise. That was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next. Next.